It's time for Twig this week in Google. Stacy, Jeff, and they're all here. We'll talk about the you know dueling AIs. Microsoft announced it's going to put AI into Bing. Google says we're putting Bard into Google search. Aunt Pruitt says why? We'll we'll try to figure that all out. We'll also talk about some changes at Google, including blurring adult images in your image search. Some problems at Twitter, but not for Elon. Good news for him in his latest trial. And a lot more, including pigeons, AI-generated music, and Aunt Pruitt demonstrating the power of the squeeze. It's all coming up next on Twig. Podcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. This is Twig. This week in Google, episode 702, recorded Wednesday, February 8th, 2023. Lying around. This Week in Google is brought to you by Melissa. Over 10,000 clients worldwide in industries like retail, education, healthcare, insurance, finance, and government rely on Melissa for full-spectrum data quality and ID verification software. Make sure your customer contact data is up to date. Get started today with 1,000 records cleaned for free at melissa.com slash twit. And by Fastmail. Reclaim your privacy. Boost productivity and make email yours with Fastmail. Try it free for 30 days at fastmail.com slash twit. Fastmail is also giving twit listeners a 15% discount on the first year when you sign up today. And buy eight sleep. Good sleep is the ultimate game changer, and the pod cover is the ultimate sleep machine. Go to 8sleep.com slash twit to check out the pod cover and save $150 at checkout. 8 Sleep currently ships within the U.S., Canada, the U.K., select countries in the EU and Australia. It's time for Twig! This week in Google's. And uh, we got a great panel here for you. As always, Ann Pruitt is joining us from Hands-On Photography, our community manager at the Club Twit Discord, and proud Clemson hat head wearer. Yes. I am follically challenged, and it's cold in here, and I'm yeah. the only one here, and I refuse to turn on the heater in the house if I'm the only one I here. I now have so total sympathy. After shaving my head a few years ago, I realized, yeah, the hair actually keeps you warm. It's like a hat. I'm always wearing a hat. Makes a difference, yeah. sir. Glad to be here. Appreciate you Thanks having me us. each and every week. Jeff Jarvis is here. He's the professor. Leonard Tao professor, as it would be, as it, as it should be, professor of journalistic innovation at the... Craig Newmark. Craig, Craig, Craig Newmark. Graduate School of Journalism at the City University of New York. We should get pigeons cooing. For Craig, in honor of Craig. Craig. I think he's pigeons. A pigeon guy. I think, you know, you can. Uh, a pigeon rescue place visited him. There's great pictures of Craig with pigeons on him. I think we should, you should have a, a pet pigeon on the show, Leo. A pet pigeon on the show. I, I wouldn't so. mind. Pigeon orange. <laughs> How about that? Right. Ooh. Wait a minute. Oh, Craig might not appreciate that. We'll also with us, Stacy Higginbotham from Stacy on IOT.com. Hello, Stacy, with her Frida Kahlo robot shirt. That's right. Did the robots have unibrow? What makes them Frida Kahlo? They they just look Frida Kahlo. They kind of they don't have actually they don't have eyebrows maybe they're not eyebrows at all (laughs) yeah okay 
<laughs> I got nothing. Hey, They're whatever, just robots. Whatever floats your boat. You know who else is here? Because we, we wanted to talk about something that's just coming out on uh, the Kickstarter. Our good friend Glenn Fleischman is here. Hello, Glenn. Ahoy, ahoy. How are y'all? Ahoy, ahoy. <laughs> you told us uh, last time you were on about this book you've been working on with Marcin uh, Wishery. Is that how you say his name? It's, uh, let me work on it. It's uh, Marcin Wishery. Marcin Wishery. He's Sh- originally from Poland. Yeah. He's lived in the United States for decades now. It's called He's Sh- written his first book. Oh, Shift Happens. What but the a book's first not book out it is. Yet, but you can get out. in on the Kickstarter, right? That's right. We uh, launched yesterday. So I should point out, he's the author of the book. I'm the editor and uh, project manager and bottle washer and midwife of the thing. And uh, so we've been planning for literally years, launched it yesterday, and it is uh, well over $400,000. What? In our, oh, God. Yes. Then goal. you don't need to be on anymore. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bye. Holy cow. Man. Well. It's people like typewriters and keyboards. That's yeah. The two-hour chat with Marcin yesterday. Uh, that yeah. was just great yesterday. Yeah. Wonderful. Oh, I missed it. I didn't know about yeah. it. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, you are already. I mean, two hundred eighty-two percent funded. <laughs> yeah. So I guess one day in. But that. But but you know what? No. Now we're not doing it for money. We're doing it because we know you would be interested in this. You, our listeners, a history of keyboards listeners. from early typewriters to modern mechanical marvels. It's going to be, it's beautiful production. It's slip covered, uh, two volumes. Is this four color? It's beautiful. Uh, four color. Beautiful. It's not only four color, but stochastic uh, parrots or what is it, Glenn? Pa- stochastic parrots. <laughs> stochastic screening. That's good though. I like it's, uh, yeah, it uses a, it's a relatively, so since like here, I'll put on my printing history at since the 1800s when photographic methods were introduced into uh, newspaper reproduction, um, the halftone screen has been the way that you take a continuous tone photograph and you turn it into collections of clusters of dots that fool our eyes into thinking they're tones. Well, the new thing is uh, stochastic screening, which has been kicking around for a couple decades, but it's really been refined uh, about 10 years ago. And it's like dithering. We all remember dithering from, you know, like uh, Mac paint art and so forth. It's like dithering, but it's like dithering times a thousand. So it's very, very fine clusters of dots. And, um, you know, if you look at the, uh, so we printed, this is a press test that we made into a keepsake. We sent out to a few people like Jeff and Leo maybe. And so there's pages like this that have what, feels like a solid orange gradation and it's all dots because yeah, Leo, colors... look at it really close with your eyes. I can't, can't see, see the, dots. the dots. No, the it's printing. It's, yeah, it's, is it like pointillism? It's a little bit like that. It's a little bit like that for sure. It's like little tiny shapes, but they're so small that you can't perceive them. So you get what look like solid colors. So one of the things we're doing is there's like the footnotes and so forth. There's tiny orange footnotes. And normally you'd use a spot color. You'd have to use its own ink. And we're using the process colors, cyan, oh. magenta, yellow is how you print and plus black is how you print for full color in most cases. Uh, and you separate out color images into those colors and you get the result. So this is, I don't know. It's an amazing little process. It's so beautiful. Here's some images really uh, that you sent us as part of the press kit so that people can see. I mean, this is going to be, uh, it's a, it's, it's something you're going to want to put on your shelf, uh, or your, your coffee, coffee table. Yeah. Except it's After slip you finish covered. Reading it, yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's small it's, though. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a, what we're calling, it's like an, it's a, like a coffee table book, but it's, a, how big is my head? It's uh like seven by 10 ish size, nice. seven inch by 10 inch instead of, um, but it's going to weigh like four pounds of 12, four, three and a half pounds of volume. Uh, we try to get it down, but, um, yeah, volume one is, so it's two volumes. Volume one is, uh, 
kind of analog keyboards uh as like typewriter keyboards from their start and um what's and then volume two is more digital it's like keyboards attached to digital things and all the way through mobile um but what the book is really about is about the stories of people so it's technology told through a human lens as opposed to here's the model and long lists and so you find out what an absolutely cranky person christopher shoals was who is mostly responsible for the first typewriter that went into production the shoals and glidden it's usually called that guy could not stop he was never satisfied could not stop inventing he just kept tinkering at the thing and even when he and glidden managed to sell it to remington which put it into production in the 1880s shoals is like ah, i'm not satisfied he just kept working on the thing until his death just kept yep. making new yep. models and prototypes and insisted it get better everyone else is like uh, qwerty is fine for us we'll just use qwerty for the next 150 years that's all right you know here's shoals uh, fancied himself kind of the rescuer of women by creating yes. and there's I have this great print in my computer of of women angels and shoals of him thinking that he he rescued women from drudgery work to work in offices with drudgery work. Yes. Oh, but uh, now they're typing instead. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, I would rather type something than run laundry through a mangle. I'll I be agree. honest. Here is actually a collection of six <laughs> keyboards that Stacy has pounded on. Uh, <laughs> Look, just like my keyboard you're right this is what happens <laughs> this is uh, an example of the different kinds of switches computer keyboards use you know you tapped into something if you'll forgive the pun because oh, that's terrible <laughs> because there there's something about computer folks and I, I think i'm kind of among the group where we're just really fascinated by keyboards we we buy expensive uh keyboards uh, a, a broad variety of them. Uh, this is just very. So he's been. He was a design. He is a design manager at Figma. So he's been yeah. a designer at Medium and Google and so forth. But obviously, he's been collecting these images and these this information for many, many years. Yeah, this goes back. He uh, somebody uh, Andy Bayo, who's one of the uh, is the first CTO at Kickstarter and runs the XOXO conference and Waxy.org. Waxy links. Generally interesting and lovely fella. Andy posted a message on Mastodon saying, pointing out to Marcin that he'd started in 2015 when he posted a tweet that said, I should write a book about and had a bunch of pictures. And Marcin did not remember that. He thought he'd started a year later. But he literally said, I should write a book about it. So that's the left hand tweet. And the right hand tweet is, and now it's on Kickstarter and it's funded. Nice. So it's pretty exciting. Nice. I mean, I have my stake in this. I really want this to be good, but it's lovely to support an author. Like this is his project and i'm so you know delighted to help bring it to um fruition but you know i i've got a background in in printing and, and a, a bit of fast typer since i was 11 i taught myself to type because my dad said you know typing might be useful sorry yeah, dad that was right well you're the perfect person to edit this uh it will be released in october uh of this year uh if you want the book it's 125 dollars or more for the Not early now only version. only until only until when? Yeah, uh, more, uh, 9 a.m. on February 9th. So don't we might delay. be past that, unless you're watching live. Don't don't yeah. delay. Uh, it is a two-volume, 1,216-page hardcover book inside a custom slipcase. Uh, yes, it will be more expensive if you don't rush to Kickstarter and search for Shift Happens. Congratulations, though. 2,500 backers. Thank uh, you. Oh, we just hit the number this second. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah. Really good news. Glenn, thank you for coming on. I just wanted everybody to know about this and give them a chance to get in on the early bird Pleasure. before it was uh, too late. It's, it ends, the early bird ends tomorrow, yeah? 
tomorrow. Yeah. 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 So those of you watching the show next week, uh, use a Wayback Machine or watch live. In the That's future. right. From <laughs> now on, you must watch live. Uh, and you have till March 9th to get in on the Kickstarter. Uh, That's right. Fully funded. Good news. Wild. Do, if you, do you have stretch goals if you get uh, past the base amount? Is there... We have some. We have some ones we're hinting at. You know, it's funny because Kickstarter technically doesn't. Uh, they don't encourage or discourage stretch goals. Um, this is this is the biggest Kickstarter. Kickstarter I've been involved with personally, but I've done a bunch of uh, campaigns, and it's interesting to figure out what motivates. You know, it's kind of like uh, the unseen hand of the market plus the amount of. Of uh, love and respect you've established among people turned into a like a gumball machine, and you're right. like, all right, I've put it all in there. How many people are going to turn the knob and gumballs come out? And um, so we set, we had some loose ones. We actually are going to add a third volume that's going to include kind of a little bit about how the book's made, the printed form of the index. So this will have a 1,200 page book. Uh, we squeezed everything we could into the two volumes. The index was sort of going to be maybe digital only, but now. At the point it is, we'll print the index in the third volume. That'll also go in the slipcase. Well, don't don't nice. print up the profits. Keep the profits going. No, no, this all we all very carefully, carefully. So, so glad I, I, I. So, the book I want to write next. I'm writing a different book right now. But the book I really want to know write, as you know, is is the history of the linotype. Yeah. And so you inspired me. I was thinking, well, what would it be? I mean, I'm not going to make something as 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 gorgeous and um, ornate as this. And I was trying to think about just the basic economics of a book. If you sold a book for twenty bucks not 125 bucks um, with print costs and such. What's a, what's a critical mass look like for a lower priced uh, thing on Kickstarter? You think? Well, it's interesting because you could, um, I mean, you know, this is something I could unfortunately go on for several hours about. And I promise not to, but it's uh, what the real economics winds up is being uh, kind of shipping and binding. So if you're willing to ship only to the United States, it's very easy to ship and you can get a very predictable price. And the only tax you owe is typically in the state you're shipping from to people in the state you're shipping from with some exceptions, you know, but, but you don't, if you're shipping overseas, uh, we found um, I've shipped a lot of things overseas. I've done some projects that have shipped hundreds or thousands of items outside the United States. And those prices used to be more predictable, but now you have to pay excessive amounts of money. And then the people who get them may have to pay from 10 to, we heard 27.5% VAT on the imported item that we can't really collect it ahead because we there's, you know, 200 countries and we'd have to have arrangements with each of them. So they have to pay the shipper. Um, so the way to do a book really affordably is you, you settle probably on black and white or black plus one other color. You do a self cover or, a, or not self cover rather, but a, a soft cover book with perfect binding. So it's a glued on the side instead of sewn and you ship only to the U S and if you do all that, you know, you are reducing your worldwide audience. So you're reducing the scope of who you can sell to, but you reduce the complexity and you also open yourself up to, uh, hundreds of more printers who could handle it. So we there's a very specialized group of printers uh, in the U.S. and more around the world who can do a hardcover, a hardbound book affordably in full color. And um, so that's kind of the secret is like U.S. only, uh, perfect bound, so glued binding, uh, soft cover. Yeah, but who wants and, that? Uh, I want sewn in signatures. Well, that's the thing. I want a nice. Uh, yeah. 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 There's, I mean, that's the thing, right? So that's I hate why it when you a know, book went for the you've gusto. opened a bunch Pages start falling out because the perfect binding glue releases, and now you've got just a pile of paper. 
Like that's it. exactly it. I mean, the sewn stuff. You know, if you want a book that lasts, uh, I I told Marcin and I believe it that I think uh, this is the most exhaustive book. Clearly, it's ever been written about keyboards. Oh, yeah. It might be the, the most exhaustive ever because who would do this again? Right. The amount of effort. <laughs> Someone else would have to say like, I'm going to put a contribution. seven years of my life to write another yeah. thing like this. So Marcin yeah. already wrote it. What? Okay. So before we let you go, what keyboard do you use? What's like your? I favorite? use the. Uh, Matthias, uh, quiet, yeah. I think it's called the quiet touch. And I think I go through, uh, this is no discredit to Matthias because I love their keyboards, but I type like a million, you know, I'm like Stacy, I'm sitting there going <laughs> on my keyboard also a thousand key, you know, keystrokes a minute or whatever. And, uh, so I've gone through, I think I've owned six or seven Matthias, like the tactile pro, the quiet pro, um, over since they started. Uh, so I used to love the Apple, that, um, fantastic, uh, extended, keyboard and matthias bought as i recall the key molds from the company uh so that they could make them and their first when they started making keyboards they had to put an order and think for a million keycaps and they managed before kickstarter to get enough pre-orders to put the die injection mold order in and that's i don't know is that 20 years ago now so um i just i run through them when i say run through them every three to five years i have destroyed the keyboard my my alien like acid of my fingertips has worn down all the keys and I got to get a new one. And it's a great tax. It's like my $20 a year tax <laughs> to get a new keyboard every few wow. years. Matthias was a sponsor for a long time. I have a lot of oh, Matthias. Right? Yeah. And I, yeah, I would number of their keyboards uh, and I love them all. I actually, we were talking before the show about quiet typing versus loud typing. And as much as I don't like the short travel uh, keyboards for on air, I have to use them because they don't make any noise. Um, but I love it. I love it. I could make them make noise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you could, Stacey. Yes. They scream you, with every touch. You no, got to this Stacey, one because the no. F key is coming off now, and I, I suspect oh, no. that Stacey did that. So uh, I, I tell a story about the, uh, do you remember Kerry Lou, who was a lovely uh, technology writer, uh, wrote a lot of Mac stuff. Uh, he passed friend. away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Carrie, wonderful fellow, lived up here in Seattle, died about 20-something years ago now. Carrie came into my office one day, and he sees a keyboard in the garbage. And he said, why would you throw that out? This is before electronics recycling. I'm sorry. This is 90-something, 96. And I said, the Q key stopped working. He said, why would you throw out a perfectly good keyboard? Just put the Q on the clipboard and paste it on the <laughs> paste scrapbook. It when you need and it. just paste it in whenever you need a Q. How often do you need a Q? And he took it, and I'm sure he used it. Wow. That's, isn't that the best? That's the perfect Carrie Lou story. All right. Actually, wow. everybody here except for you and me at makes their living typing, right? So uh, I think that this. <laughs> so how do you? What do you use, Stacy? What do you bang on? Um, my yeah, my bang, my banger is just this ancient <laughs> Microsoft or Microsoft ergonomic keyboard. Oh yeah, those are good. I mean, actually, yeah. My I mean, and then I, I want to design. I have my little cherry kit oh, to yeah. pick my but i can't tell which one and then i get a little ocd about it and a little lot of anxiety it's hard so to i choose, can't isn't it yeah well and the little key things i, I gotta type my type i gotta <laughs> type on the whole thing yeah i yeah. can't just type on like one key that's not helpful yeah anyway the good news is matthias stuff like the people are really into it now cherry's old hat there there's you know, i know there's but... keychron and other there's new companies doing keycat keys that switches and stuff the matthias tactile pro i think you would like are you using a mac okay Wait. yeah and i need it but i need it like i was looking at they don't have an they have a split ergonomic which oh, i would do, they do but have it's an ergonomic effect like. you know what um i will package up my ergonomic Ooh. i have it 
And I don't use it because it's too weird. I can't, but I will package it up and send it <laughs> Are out. Are you going to gonna send me another e reader? <laughs> there might <laughs> be a Kobo in, in it. I'm not saying there won't be. We've got some pictures Jeez. in the book of those, you know, the history of ergonomic keyboards. I used to use some split ones and then I, my hands changed, even though I had some real problems. And eventually, when it sort of cleared up, for between acupuncture and a bunch of other stuff, I went back to a normal keyboard and I've been able to use it, but I had the kind, you know, there's, there's ones that look like globes. There's like the ones that you can rotate and split apart mm-hmm. and angle and amazing stuff. I don't remember what kind I have, but it looks like uh, this Stacy and I will, I will find the, it. Yeah. The little oh, split. You could, f- you know, if you hate them, you can put them together, but it's, no, I it's like so it. Horrible. I will send it to you. I, I will send it to you. I do this. Against nature to put together an ergonomic. Ant's trying to get attention for his Ant keyboard. Has a He's keyboard. loving it. Show us your keyboard, Ant. Mine is just the. I love this thing. Unfortunately, the battery's getting weak, but this is the Logitech MX Keys. That's a great it's keyboard. So actually. quiet. Yeah. Oh no! Oh, man, I, I got that, and I had to give it to my kid. I yeah, hated no that keyboard. Zero travel. It's like. Oh, but I think the, I have the MX set, and I like that a lot. But mm. I think more and more of us, especially those who type a lot. Um, are switching to those big mechanical hard high travel. Right. High travel yeah, see, I just use mine for shortcuts in yeah, Photoshop, yeah, Lightroom, and right. Premiere and stuff. Yeah. So, How about you, so uh, who, Jeff? What do you use to Oh, type? I just, my, my. You don't care. Chromebook, what else? Yeah. He's, <gasps> Chromebook. <laughs> oh, like, no, I'm just like, oh, your poor oh little hands. Really? He's like you an atheist in the church. Of, he's an atheist in the church of keyboards. What's going on here? <laughs> Just use whatever Who here is a touch typist? Who here is a touch typist? Well, we know oh. Glenn is. Yeah. That's all the two of us? Oh, 40, oh, 43 eight, years okay. of touch typist. Stacy like, is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you, I don't, I don't look, look at my, what does yeah. touch typing even mean? Do you use the, the, the right fingers on the right letters? See, I'm too, oh no! I I'm too sort fingers. of. I'm all the fingers, and I don't look. I don't need to look at it, but I'm not a yeah. like a by the book touch type. I think the probably. question you have to ask nowadays is who's trained and who's not, because we all, to yeah. some degree or other, are touch typing because we just do it so much. But yeah. if you're trained and you know that you're at the home row and you put your fingers in the right yeah. position and all that stuff, you, yeah, you I took class. Yeah, you I that. took class yeah, and had a typing tutor on the computer at my Mavis at Beacon. Is it Mavis Beacon? Mavis Beacon. There's a chapter on Mavis Beacon in the book. There's Is a chapter there? on touch typing. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Not you know, she was a model from uh, the original person was a model from. Uh, Dominica, she was from uh, the Caribbean, yeah, me and that. she sort of disappeared. Like no one knows where she wound up. I mean, not like as insidious, but you know, they lost track of her. Um, but yeah, Mavis Beacon has been uh, is a terrific uh, chapter on that. And there's also touch typing was originally like witchcraft. Like people didn't believe when typewriters. I mean, imagine if there was never a keyboard, and then suddenly you have a keyboard, and people are like, I can type without looking down and people are like what is wrong with you that's not the right way to type you need to look at the keys and look at them um, all the all the original typewriters you typed blind so you actually didn't see what you typed the, the keys yeah. hit down below the, the platen so you're like the paper or, up, up or sorry up, right they were hit right onto the platen onto the paper that was on the platen so you couldn't see until you were done typing what you typed um, so people are like, you can't touch type. You need to be looking at your keys. It's very important. And there was also a theory that everyone would stop eventually making typos that you would, uh, that typos were a problem of training, not being a human being. And I'm like, <laughs> but what a wild thing. But when it was new, who knew? You're like, well, we'll all we'll be perfected. We'll perfect a teaching technique. And then no one will ever type the wrong key again. Huh. I failed to be, to even get into journalism school to like, take the fi- the 101 classes we had to take a typing test which was really 
Oh man. Crazy. This was, let's see, I went to my like 1996. So I'm like sitting there and I failed it twice before I managed to pass the typing test. Um, <laughs> this explains I almost a didn't lot. Make it was it the journalism anger about typing. <laughs> Stacey, it was the hostility to the keyboard exactly. that you've lived with ever since. <laughs> I get it now. I get it. Glenn, thank, thank you, you so much for coming by. Oh, such pleasure. Everybody thank you should for go to on. Kickstarter. Shift yes. happens. Marchin Wishari, W-I-C-H-A-R-I-Y. I think that'll be enough to Google it. Uh, now's the time to get in before it uh, goes up in price. I think this is going to be great. Can't wait to see it. Thank you, Glenn. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Great to see everybody. Glenn.fun. Okay, Mr. Glenn. Glenn.fun. All right, let's take a break while we reset and uh, get ready for the rest of this week in Google with Stacy and Jeff and Ant. Our show today brought to you by Melissa. Yes, that's a <laughs> fourth panelist is Melissa. <laughs> Melissa, no, is a leading provider of global data quality, identity verification, and address management solutions. And once again, congratulations to Melissa. It's been named a leader in G2's winter 2023 report for their clean suite and data quality suite products. G2, which is, I think you already know, the peer-to-peer, the number one peer-to-peer software review platform. Uh, consistently recognizing Melissa as a leader in multiple categories year after year, small business, mid-market, enterprise segments in, in areas like data quality, address verification, email verification, data governments. Along with leader status, Melissa achieved highest user adoption in the mid-market segment for data quality, number one in the mid-market usability index report. You'll like that and the Small Business Data Quality Grid Report. Across the small business and mid-market segments, Melissa getting recognition for best usability, easiest to do business with, easiest setup, and best meets requirements, as well as a high performer in the enterprise segment. Melissa, one of the things that's amazing about Melissa, they've been around since 1985 and for a long time, but they don't rest on their laurels or their, or their awards they're always improving. For instance, they have now added ID, identity verification technologies, uh, both through acquisitions and developments on their own that are make that makes Melissa even more important to have in the enterprise. Fraud costs you money, costs your customers money. It can cause real problems in your business. This is just one more way Melissa can protect you. Poor data quality costs organizations a lot of money, up to $15 million a year. And, of course, the longer bad data stays in your system, the more losses you can accumulate. Melissa helps you eliminate waste and lost opportunities for incorrect mailings, helps you improve customer satisfaction with seamless real-time identity verification tools. They can do matching and deduplication, which lets you establish a single high-quality customer record linking all those customer touch points. So when your customer service rep gets online with a customer, they have all of the previous contacts, all the information in one place. Everybody needs this. You know, how how many times have you gone to a doctor and you didn't know, you know, have all the information about you on your medical record? That happens everywhere. Melissa can solve that problem. And now working in compliance with the United States Postal Service's move update requirements, Melissa can assure the most current address data through processing in the USPS's National Change of Address Database. But don't worry, Melissa is not just U.S. Melissa, through acquisitions, they just did a partnership with TomTom, now has the best data globally all over the world. 
and your data is safe with Melissa. They continually undergo independent security audits to reinforce their commitment to data security, privacy, and compliance. They're SOC 2 compliant, HIPAA, and GDPR compliant. Your data is in absolutely the best hands. We're big fans of Melissa, and I know so many companies rely on Melissa for all of this great information they can offer. If you're going to Miami uh, in a couple of weeks, February 14th and 15th, for the World Mail and Express Americas Conference, they will be there at stand number nine. Number nine? Number nine? So go over and say hi to Melissa. That's uh, at the World Mail and Express WMX Americas Conference, stand number nine on uh, Valentine's Day. Make sure you give them a little, blow them a little kiss. Make sure your customer contact data is up to date. Get started today with 1,000 records clean for free. Melissa, they're the best. Melissa, M-E-L-I-S-S-A dot com slash twit. We thank them so much for their longtime support of our shows. We support them. I'm really excited about all the great stuff they're doing. Go to Melissa.com slash twit to find out more and get those 1,000 records clean for free. Uh, did you get up at 5.30 this morning? I guess it wasn't 5.30 for you, Jeff, but it was for no, me. No, I watched, I watched it. You I did? Watched, yeah, I, I first suggested, I, I, I stupidly sent an email to Leo and Jason saying, oh, you're going to cover the Google search event? And then I saw what time it was, and I said, no, Leo would be very grumpy. So very grumpy. we are in a space race, baby. This is, this is like going to the moon. That's exciting. Microsoft, uh, well, Microsoft's partner, OpenAI, and I can't even say they started it. You know, really started it. OpenAI put out Dolly 2, their image generation engine. And then the folks at Stable Diffusion Runway said, hold my beer, and came out with Stable Diffusion, which was open source. You could run it on your own computer, generate amazing images. Along comes Midjourney and others. Suddenly there's a just a huge barking explosion. Google barked a lot and said. A huge explosion in image generated AI. Then OpenAI, same people who did Dolly 2, came up, released ChatGPT, and that blew people's minds. And then Microsoft said, yeah, we did that. <laughs> Microsoft, one of many companies, including Elon Musk, who put in money, Microsoft put in a billion dollars to get OpenAI started and announced last week they're going to put another $10 billion in and they're going to start including ChatGPT in their office. They had an event yesterday in which they announced they're going to put chat GPT in their Bing search engine, which was an all hands alert for Google, right? This is the one threat. This is the one thing that could topple Google's search, you know, hegemony. Say. Well, Google's certainly worried about it. Um, every Microsoft has invited every influencer in. There's Joanna Stern from the wall street journal. Uh, Somebody just sent me a video from uh, I Justine, who just by uh, coincidence, I guess, was uh, at the Microsoft campus <laughs> when Microsoft <laughs> just, just by chance. I thought that was just around the corner from South, be, South LA. Yeah, <laughs> happened to be up there, and uh, you know she posted this on uh, YouTube. I gotta say, I don't see anywhere uh, sponsored content or anything like that. I am at Microsoft right now, and they just announced something so incredible that's basically going to change the way that we search the Internet. So this is an ad, not billed as an ad, and I don't know if she got paid or not. I doubt. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's a little suspicious. Joanna Stern for the Wall Street. At least Joanna was covering it for the Wall Street Journal, right? 
uh, but did a similarly, you know, this is going to change everything interview with uh, Satya Nadella. I think AI is going to completely change what people can expect from search. We are grounded in the fact that, you know. So Google there's a lot of hype around this. Yeah. Mr. Laporte, this, why is this, is, are people so hyped up about AI in search? Because my little simpleton thought of me doing a quote unquote Google searches, I'm typing into a text field of something that I'm looking for, and it's going to return a list of stuff that's probably going to be what I'm looking for within the first three or four entries, usually, right? Um, what more do I need from that? Why do I need AI to step in and make this a better experience? Why should I get hyped up about this stuff? Stacy, Jeff, you want to answer or should I? Is that is that a punch or is that a... <laughs> no, I'm glad to do it, but I don't want to dominate. Go ahead. Stacy, you, you do it. I oh, am, actually, I am not a punter. I have answers to I am not a punter. No, no, because my, my dog is making... Hold on. I'm no, so sorry. No, go handle y'all. the dog. That's fine. Wait a sec. Uh, no, I, I just tell see you these, why these headlines and stuff, and it's, it seems really, really sensational. But I'm like, it's it's search. What 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 does the common person that's just looking for some information will they get excited about this, or, or why will they get excited about it? Well, let me ask. They will never know. Let me ask <laughs> my Neva, my the chat engine, the uh, search <laughs> engine that I use, right, uh, the private one, the the. Now it's not private. You just pay five bucks a month for one. Ah, uh, yeah, I guess if you have to pay for it. Although I think there's a free tier. Um, but let me ask you: Why use AI in search? Maybe it will have an opinion. It they've been doing before anybody else. Oh, we weren't able to generate an AI summary for you because there are not enough pages or facts to answer it. By the way, that is <laughs> no. You know what? That's doing what it's supposed That's to do. Honest. It's looking. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Uh, let me search for something. Uh, let's see. Is Clemson all that in college football? This is where you need a good football. <laughs> this is one. Weren't able to generate a summary because there aren't enough uh, pages or facts. Football. Okay, so yours is not great, but the idea is you no, can have is good. natural. Who's the best in okay. college football? Let me let me, let me just ask you something you can answer. Nothing to say, Georgia. Never mind. We'll give you rankings. Never. Yeah, never rankings. Okay, I, this is not a good answer. Obviously, I was hoping the Chat GPT could answer it for itself, but I think it's it, uh, here's the real advantage of it. And the reason I, by the way, I am now all in on Neva. I don't use Google anymore. Uh, yes, you have to pay for it, but that means there's no ads, uh, and I think the results are just as good as Google. And I like the AI because mm -hmm. here's why: often now, when you go to Google or anywhere, you you get a knowledge graph that shows you, you know, a piece of text that kind of answers your question. Google's always said people don't do search because they want to click a link to go to a website. They do search because they want the answer to a question. So why don't we just give them the answer and then we can put the Wall Street Journal out of business. And uh, uh, this is kind of the idea is chat GTP, GPT on Bing or whatever Neva's using. I don't think they're using chat GPT, but it's very similar. A conversational mm -hmm. text chat engine is is one thing that's really good at is synthesizing information from a variety of sources. So if what you say is what I really want is the answer, not a link, you're going to get links. But what mm -hmm. I want is the mm -hmm. answer, uh, something that can go and look at three or four articles, synthesize it and create a short synop synopsis for you may well be exactly what you're looking for. 
And okay, that's so the idea the of checking multiple sources. So the idea of checking multiple sources and and trying to bring the the, Give, the summation I'm giving to you, you an way. answer. No, it's 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 like it's basically like if you asked me to explain something to you, like why does why does this matter? And then I went to four different or three different or however many places I could find that talk about this topic. Mm-hmm. I, I come back and I say, Aunt, this is important because it allows you to get multiple sources into one succinct answer, which is what most people want. Here, well, let me let well, me show you a good example. I wanted to know what is a cyclotron. So I said, how does a cyclotron work? And the AI generated coming from uh, Wikipedia, NASA, byjuice.com and vedantu.com. And it footnotes those. A description mm-hmm. of what a cyclotron does, how it works, what you get out of it. And this is the kind of thing, if you asked a kid in eighth grade to write a paper, that's the uh-huh. paper, right? Yeah. But if you're looking it's for the It's got all answer, the citing there. Yeah, and it's <laughs> cited. And you can now still go to the links, right? And there's YouTube videos and all that stuff. But I like the idea that there, often a quick answer synopsizing a number of sources is really what you want from a search. And that's what I think Which these guys are talking about. Okay. Companies just, it's okay. like basically yeah, like giving you Wikipedia. It's, it's snippets on steroids because yeah. you're not driving any traffic to the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal or anything no, no, else. No, no, no. You're just taking but, it. And if you go to Bing.com right now, the promo box under the Ask Me Anything will give you their example. I need to throw a dinner party for six people who are vegetarian. Can you suggest a three-course menu with a chocolate dessert? Nobody's going to type that in, by the way. That's ridiculous. No, that's, that's yeah. right, right. right. That's normal so people aren't back. searching for that. Okay, <laughs> but here's, here's what we talked about. We actually talked about this on our show. Uh, there's a company called Josh.ai that does its own custom voice engine for smart home use cases. Imagine asking your smart home or your digital assistant, hey, mm-hmm. Give me a three-course meal for vegetarians um, and then, you know, send it to my phone or whatever. But it could actually uh-huh. do that. So mm-hmm. what Voices we're doing is, sense. yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it makes more sense to be able to ask it via voice. Mm-hmm. I guess right, it can tell right. you, but then you also want it to send it to some sort That's of useful. display Good or point. keeper. I, I would like for that particular thing. And I, I would think most of them because you're going to get a more exhaustive answer, I would say. Leo, I have a theory. Having watched the Google thing, which we're not on it yet, I, but oh, there's no Leo. Um, uh, uh, we'll talk uh, to you, Stacey, Jeff. I'll bet. I'll bet you know. Um, <laughs> what besides search is Amazon? By the way, I, went, I just broke down the fourth wall. I wasn't supposed to tell you that. I wasn't supposed to reveal <laughs> that we can see each other now. So I blew it. I'm not a good podcaster, so good. but I'm an honest man. I tell you when Leo has to go pee, and you all know it. And you can trust me for that. You can trust me more than chat GPT. All right, Stacey, uh, that wasn't enough vamping. Um, besides the thing we saw in here's your, here's your three course dinner next to a bunch of listings, which I actually find more useful because then I have more choice. Um, it's choosing for me. I don't need to choose for me in this case. So I think it's kind of a dumb example. They also showed, and there's a clip up on, on the rundown that when you're reading a, and the example they gave was you're reading somebody's financial results and it's a 20 page annual report and you've got a little chat GPT button on the, on the browser, the site browser, and you say, summarize there, this document. And so mm-hmm. it, it does something to your browsing as you go. Mm-hmm. So what I, what I'm curious for, since Leo actually read more about it than you or you have read more about it or Ann has read more about it than I have is what besides the 
fancy new Wikipedia box does ChatGPT actually give Microsoft? Because I think that a lot of this hype we're seeing in the media coverage is, oh, my God, Google's doomed. Well, what I've seen so far are neat gimmicks. Yeah. No, but I don't think are so fundamentally Google changing. Thinks it, Google does think it's a problem. I mean, they're worried about it. I, I'm, I'm going to get to that, event. and I agree. Yeah. But, but it's also a Microsoft, media problem, a stock what, problem. You want to know Microsoft gets out of it? Just try to sign up for this. <laughs> and it will tell hmm. you, okay, well, you got to make Edge your browser, your default browser on right. all the Boom. platforms. Hello, yes. Justice yeah. Department. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the worst. It's like a blatant. First of all, Edge is a, a terrible browser because it has a bunch of additional stuff like coupons in it that it's just uh, larded with ways for Microsoft to make money and spy on you. So, uh, you, know, you know, Leo, I found when I went wandering down the Microsoft page, because I never used Bing. I went wandering down the page where they have all the headlines. Well, that's interesting. They clearly use third-party data because they had things that I'd bought from Ikea Isn't that I never used for Microsoft product. Yeah. No way for them to know it. Yeah. Google would know it because I searched for it. Microsoft wouldn't. And then second is you click on a news story, it goes to a Microsoft URL. Yeah. It doesn't go to... No, no. The, Apple does the same thing. And in Apple News, you can't share an article. I hate Apple News. Right? Yeah. Terrible. You have to share right. it I'm just like, Apple News. If Google did this stuff, they would get... They would get Drawn and but, quartered. Yeah, admittedly, but all three companies are trying to disintermediate the original sources yes, of the yes. information. And this is the same complaint people have about stable diffusion, stealing from artists, because all mm -hmm. of the stable diffusion stuff is is rehashed existing art that it's scraped from mm -hmm. the internet. They have the same complaints about chat GPT. It's scraping from every possible text source. I mean, I think if you're putting stuff on the internet, you're kind of saying, okay. It's out there, but you're not saying it's public domain, and they're treating it like it's public domain. That's the well, difference. or it's a whole different different world. The copyright was made for a very different era. Yeah, and we all know that uh, yeah. one of the reasons there's a limit on copyright term <laughs> is because all creation <laughs> kind of. stands on the shoulders of the people who went yes. before. Walt Disney didn't invent Snow White. Uh, the Brothers Grimm did. It, of course, he tried to pull the ladder up after him. As soon as he did it, he said, well, I, I copyrighted this. But uh, the whole premise is eventually it goes in the public domain. This is what Larry Lessig was really pushing with Creative Commons and becomes part of the next generation of generative yep. creation. Nobody creates in a vacuum. Uh, maybe we're going to loosen copyright and say, well, you know, in order to promote this idea of artificial intelligence, um, we're going to allow people to do it is transformative. Well, let's, let's not forget, you cannot copyright information. You can only copyright the treatment of that information. And so it basically, so when uh, Business Insider rewrites the Wall Street Journal, they can get away with that. And they can do that because they are rewriting it. They are taking yeah. the base information. Can I give you my theory about, about Google versus Microsoft on this, having watched the thing? Well, let's first let's talk. Yes, but wait, let's talk about. <laughs> why I'm asking? That's yeah, why yeah, because yeah, yeah. we haven't done democracy. The, we got to do I'm the asking. second part of the story, which is what Google announced, and then we can say what yes. your theory yeah. is about it. Well, is there anything else from Microsoft that you found um, game changing, interesting, fascinating? Not yet. I couldn't have seen it, but it's not out yet. Out. Understand? Uh, uh, my only experience is with Neva. I think it is game changing. I do agree. It's bad for all the people who created the original information because you're not going to click links. This, mm -hmm. this is worse than snippets. This is the answer oh, delivered yeah. to you. It is. What if there's want. a potential rev share there? Well, maybe with, there's a way around like it. Me, that's me maybe what's what we're. Well, Murdoch but hold wanted. on. We can't trust everything that this gives us, and I think that's. Yes. We need to talk about that because, like, mm -hmm. a financial statement 
If you're going to pull and cull from that, okay. Um, and it's also old. It's 2021. So that's when we look at that's all old. Look, I, okay. What you just said, that's the way oh. the Chat GTPT that came out as the test worked. That is what? not how it's going to work for Bing. Okay. So Chat GTPT as designed was never designed to be factual. Okay. Stephen <laughs> said that up front. He said, "Look, it's okay. going to be wrong. We're not. Clearly. It's not designed to be factual. That's what Stephen Wolfram said when he wrote his article. Is we should work with these guys because Wolfram Alpha is mathematically factual. That's our primary purpose. But it's not with ChatGPT. Maybe if we work together, they would be better. But that's just that's a that's a setting. Similarly, the fact okay. that they froze it at whatever it was, the spring 2021. That's a mm -hmm. setting. That's mostly about cost." They could do what Google does. They could be continuously spidering information and adding it to the database. It's just a matter of cost. I don't know, and they haven't said what the chat GPT used for Bing or Google's with their BARD is going to do. But my guess is it, will, it has to be. If it's a search result, it's got to be up to the minute. Got to be current. You can't search for something and say, well, this, this is only good through April 2021. That's useless. Yeah. So I don't think we should judge it by what chat GPT But But Stacey's still, right. Stacey's still right about the primary point here which is, again, everybody forgets the primary job is to predict the next word, not to understand, not to know what a fact is, not to deliver facts. It almost needs a separate process to fact check itself because well, all it's doing is predicting words. That's how, now, well, again, cases, that's, that's how that's it was set right up. Thing. That's what OpenAI's demo was yes. set up. That's not what, uh, this, by the way, is going to use ChatGPT4, right? The next one. Right, right. Or is it three? I can't. Anyway, I've lost track. Of four. Four is, the next four. One. four is the next one. There's nothing to say that chat GPT-4 cannot be biased towards factualism. Now, yes, we should point out that Google, in its demonstration, saying, yeah, we got that. Oops. Made a mistake. Like the first yeah, thing Yeah, so Google did. announced Bard. We should tell people what yeah, they so did. Yeah, so we right? had talked about Apprentice Bard last week is the thing Google was, We, you know, every company, including Facebook, has said, oh, no, we got that. It's really interesting what happened, which is, I think, essentially, ChatGPT, everybody else was doing this in secret, including, by the way, I might add, China. Mm -hmm. uh, but ChatGPT and OpenAI decided, let's, let's, just, <laughs> let's just release the public, see what happens. And I think they had a good point, which was, we can't go to the next stage unless we get a lot more input from people. That's part of it. It's the same reason Elon Musk puts full self-driving out. To the public, even though it's not really ready, we kill a few people. Well, yeah, but we learn things. That's how. I mean, at some point, you got to do that. So you don't um, have to kill people. To be no, clear, don't have to kill people. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you know, I, I just thank you, Elon. <laughs> I, I agree with the premise that you do have to fail. You to, do, to yes, learn. you do have to fail. And in, at least but, in cars, unlike ChatGPT, if you fail, you kill somebody, or you may. Yeah, I mean, right. well, no, well see, that's our argument ago, in Phoenix. We're saying that you shouldn't do that. That we should actually avoid loss of life as our failure mode. I agree. What if, <laughs> um, what if you couldn't? We can have failure mode, but loss of life, it's not what? your innovation is not worth loss of life what in if that you situation. Couldn't? I agree. What if you couldn't? Then you have to say self driving cars is not worth killing people. And I think that's a fair I mean what, we can what, make is what, is killing what, what, what people if it worth kills far fewer people, Stacey. I mean I agree with well, you. Well just devil's advocate. What if Well no, and that's what people say it'll kill lives, but, but not as many. If you kill 10 people to save millions, I'm not a, what is it? A trolley. Utilitarianism. Trolley. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not game for that. Now, By if the way, you kill a few your, people to. 
That's your personal okay, opinion. But not everybody agrees with you on that. Well, I know. Let her finish with the opinion. <laughs> um, and part of that's because with self-driving cars, the life-saving stuff isn't proven yet. And it's kind of a little farther out. I think the closer you are to immediate savings of lives, the more you can like. So if you were going to kill people to develop a cancer vaccine, that's a little different depending on how many people you kill. Right. Um, Because that's a little bit more direct than saying, oh, if we have smarter self-driving cars, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, I I agree. These are super nuanced conversations, but. Yeah, I mean, you kind of got off search. You can you can. can, Well, but it's all the same. It's like. I mean, it's not killing people. But it is not all the same. That's like tech essentialism right there. It's not all the same. <laughs> you kill a few people, but you save millions is a good thing. And what it does for the stock price, Stacey, come on. Look, I hate to, I hate to, yeah, I hate to point out, but this is how human civilization works. A war happens because it kill, and it's going to kill people, but it's for a greater good, right? This is, is it this though? is human. Well, you know, I don't. Yes, I'm a pacifist. I agree. I think it if depends we, on your war. I think if we hadn't fought the revolution, King George would have given up eventually anyway. So we could have saved some lives. Canada's nice. I'd like to be more Canadian. Nothing wrong with Canada. Canada's nice. I mean that, but this is this is the story of human civilization. You can't you can't deny that. Is we've always you know uh, uh, medical trials. People die. Clinical trials. Yep. People die. I know. It, we don't. Like, but that again is. That is a different gradation that is closer to like immediately saving people, having a medical trial that actually does something. Although I would argue you would have to have certain efficacy rates to like test that out. But just to say, I mean, because self-driving vehicles, are we talking about self-driving vehicles? Are we talking talking about about like, well, (laughs) (laughs) we're just talking in general. But if you had a search term that like, I don't think risking someone's life for it. Like, let's say you were like, here's a great cake recipe. Let's make it with bleach. And that was what was (laughs) coming up on your search term. That would be bad. But the good news is. That is not worth the loss of life. Some person would die, but we'd never do that again. Okay, we know already that we never should do that. <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, but you could, you, can you stipulate that there are some things that you have to put this out in the public to find out? Well, if like, you can, if you can. Okay, but get feedback, you're, yeah. you're also assuming we can put it out into the public without any sort of guardrails, like without thinking for a hot second, like, oh, wait, how could this be used to like really injure or harm people and then try to predict what those are and guard against them? Well, I like, do. That I do would be the responsible thing to open do. Open AI did as do opposed that, to you can't go into yes. ChatGPT and say, build me a Molotov cocktail. On the other hand, they didn't think people were as wily as they were. And they learn from doing that that there are ways to trick chat GPT and telling you how to build a molecule. Well, yes. Yeah. And and they'll figure that out. That is fine. I mean, that is what people do. We are, I mean, that's that's like hacking. Right. Hacking. It's hard to predict so, how awful humans can be. <laughs> yeah. Well, people can also Social trick media it for has good. Proven that. The, the There's a long history of, of both Microsoft and Meta putting out AI bots that immediately went bad. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I mean this is a, this is not new. But it seems to open AI's contention is well we have to at some point. And I think they're probably right. You can't develop this stuff in secret forever. At some point 
Well, I mean, what's the point if you never put it out? Right, but they did it right. They thought about malicious use cases and tried to okay. predict and yeah. put those guardrails in. So that's and then what Bing's they'll continue. Do. And that's what Bing's going to do. And monitor for it. And that's okay. what or we'll presumably Google's going to do. Well. do. Yeah. We'll judge them. So the, there's two right. questions. First Google. of all, is it worth it to do this? That was Ant's question. And are you satisfied that there are some value in doing it? This doing this? I got nothing out of it yet. Okay, uh, it it still just seems like um, a, a a pretty shiny layer. Yep. On 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 text or or information that we need. I agree. We're with still going to end up just probably clicking through to a, a story or a link, hopefully, versus just going off of that. I don't uh, think you synopsis. will, Ants. I mean, for certain things, like depends, if you're right, researching the best news, yeah. But like, I think more and more often, like, which president was assassinated in his bathtub? I yeah. actually don't know, but <laughs> none <laughs> of not them have been any. None, I don't think. <laughs> which but president like, was assassinated? No, I think, in that, I think there will be, you know, some use for it. But the way this isn't, this is has been sensationalized. I think it's just a little overhyped, in my opinion. Here's uh, an example. I asked: Is it better to turn off my computer at night? Is a question we get a lot. And yeah. there are links to a bunch of, there's a guy named Leo. Should I ask Leo.com? <laughs> not me, not related. But anyway, there are a oh, lot of answers okay. to that. But look at the, so, so Aunt, you say, well, I would end up clicking on none of these. But look at the answer that the AI from Neva gave me. Yeah, that's, that's, that's legit. And it kind of is the answer, right? You don't need to go any that's, farther than that. It gives you three yep. different sources. Yeah, that's legit. So I think at this point you've got this is what you wanted all along. Okay, yeah, that's legit. That that answers my question. Okay, so so that's question one: is is there a reason? Is there a benefit to doing this? And I think we right. can agree there's some, there's potentially some benefit to that. There's potential. Benefit. Yeah, the next overplayed media right now, but keep going. Yeah, the the next question is: should we do it? Given that sometimes it'll be wrong or there'll be problems with it. Is it worth doing it? Should we be doing it now, Stacy? Should we be doing it now or should we wait? We should be. I mean, yes, we should be doing this now. I think when you're doing it, though, you need to say, hey, this result was generated by AI or right. whatever, however asterisk. you want to do it. Um, but yeah, and, and this is a good use case for it. And hopefully there is. The other thing I would say you should have in something like this is a a feedback form that's really accessible for like, uh, you just told me to make a cake with bleach kind of situations or right, right. this is like, cause I think one of the things we miss a lot with deploying AI is having the ability to easily give feedback that's listened to and acted upon pretty quickly, uh, to fix things that are biased or just absolutely wrong. Right. Do all you shouldn't security? have to be a famous person on Twitter to get attention to a problem. Yeah. Do all of these security cameras uh, that have AI that just says, all right, this is a person approaching, this is an animal approaching and you send us, do they actually take in the feedback within the apps that people submit, say, no, you got this wrong or, or is that just. Some of them do. Fun? Some of them let you tell them. Some of them don't. It really here's, just depends. Here's what uh, Neva does. i sorry. I keep using Neva, except that they beat everybody to the punch. Nobody. You know, they're not a big name, but they beat everybody to punch. They have right. You're at the, giving them all the yet. credit. Yeah. Not yet. Not right at the top, it says, is this useful? So you have a, me a place you can immediately give them feedback, right? Nice. They have a share button, too, which is kind of interesting. That's I another asked, metric. How do I tie a slip knot? 
to tie a slipknot, take a bite of rope and wrap the tag end around the bite once or twice. Hold the loop and pull what? the end to tighten. What's a bite? What's, rope. The, what's a bite? I don't know. That's the next question. Uh, pulled that from a bunch <laughs> of five different websites, including Wikipedia, 101 Knots, WikiHow, Net Knots, Animated Knots. Um, and then it gives you the what you would expect, which is the videos and all that stuff. I, I do like the idea that it says, you know what, this, these are a bunch of different sources because I hate that a lot of people depend on one source for all of their information. Yeah, and, which, and that's, and that's which all they trust. Yeah, and this way you don't have to click through three links. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then, by the way, so here's the, is this useful? And then you have a thumbs up. Yes, it's great. No, I'd like to report a problem. Let's report a problem. Uh, well, now it's a bite. We, it's, it's a bite. Yeah, stale, outdated information, incorrect answer, mixes up people, not not comprehensive, nonsensical, or other. I like this. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. But well, how do we tell them? Don't think, what a bite is. So I think I put that in it here. should also have a, do they have a, this is harmful, or this is offensive, or this is? Uh, yeah, they should. They don't. They have other, which you could then say offensive. Um, like I feel like you need a you need a like a super like alert category, right? Like yeah, that's true. Like so, we don't know whoop, what a bite whoop, is. Whoop, that's not a whoop, problem. Whoop, whoop. They also have remove one of the cited sources, which is interesting. Like that source wasn't a good Ooh, source. You should. That's good. That's good. Like it. This is how you develop this. Um, and mm -hmm. I, and and you know, there's a lot of problems with it. Neva sometimes says I can't. Or um, my servers are over, you know, burdened and so forth. It's just a little company. Uh, I, oh, hate, I should Scooter X told, it. is telling us what a bite is. It's a fold in the rope or U-shaped section of rope being used in making a knot. There you go. Good. Are so, we going to get to Google? Google's AI chatbot. They announced Bard, which we had mentioned was original. Last was, week. Last week, the Google said to everybody, uh, all hands on deck, use Bard. We got to. Apprentice Bard, we got to see, we got to get this up to speed. So they tested it internally, um, and now, as of five thirty this morning, uh, Google says we're going to put Bard in. Did they say when they're going to put it in there? Um, uh, no, they said that they are. Well, it was it was fascinating because I watched the whole thing. They said, uh, uh, what's, what's his name, uh, Promacar, uh came out and by the way made, made a mistake himself he said that the today was the 25th anniversary of google search no this year is not the end of the year he had to correct himself it was it was issue facts are hard um, let's put it let's and, be well, then, and then they, they got ready for the 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 live demo with the phone and the phone was missing gone. it was gone it was gone it was gone <laughs> Somebody so they, they had to use a search engine to find it yeah something's gone france you know i don't know it, they, it, found they, it? Think Wait, they find my phone and they found it uh, no, they, it was gone. It was gone. So, uh, wow. So, oh, and they made the mistake. Says, this tells you that this was rushed, that they were oh, freaking out. And they said, Microsoft announced it. Yes, we got to. Well, because of the, I think it's mainly impressive. My, my point later will be about marketing, but let's get to the details of what they said. So they said that uh, the interesting thing was they kept pressing again and again and again. It was interesting how uh, we're doing this safely. ChatGPT ah. could go rushing out there because it's ChatGPT. Facebook and Google have been doing both tons of AI work, uh, but they, they're scared to death because every little mistake, as we see today, uh, is going to get blown up. And so they kept on talking about how we're doing this safely. We have trusted people judging this. We're going to put it out in the right way. We're going to put it out there time. No promise of time. But we're going to have this really neat thing that's going to do all kinds of stuff. And then they went on. It was almost like an I.O. thing where they went on with other things that they're doing that are neat. Some of this is in the change log and elsewhere. Um, uh, enhancements to translation, enhancements to maps, um, multimodal search, 
uh, more things with lens. Uh, so they tried to do a comprehensive, and, and they said, Prabhakar said, you know, uh, search is still our number one moonshots. Search will always change, but the moon, the moon moves, he said, and, and it'll always change. And so they had a, a large IO like list of all the things we're doing. Well, I'll make my point now real quickly, which is Google, I think is far way ahead of Microsoft and AI. Microsoft had to go use chat GPT. Google does have all kinds of neat things, but it's a marketing problem to great extent. Cause I don't think to use lens. I don't, I'm not going to think to use multimodal search. I'm not going to recognize that the trans, translation is 10% better. <laughs> they have all this work and all this wonderful stuff. It's a much more nuanced story, but they don't know how to tell the, tell the story at all. Microsoft comes out and says, look at this shiny toy. We just added to our old Buick. Isn't that cool? Mm, mm, mm. Everybody says, yeah, nice paint job on that old Buick. Can I take a spin? Yeah, great. And that's kind of where it is now. Google has, you know, this monster thing, huge thing. And Microsoft has a Buick with a new um, paint job. Here's the reason and, that this is an issue. Yeah. Because for all of the great stuff Google does with Translate, that's AI. Uh, right. You know, with Lens, that's AI. The, the one thing that makes Google money is ads search. on search. Search. And search, if search. a Buick comes along and steals the moneymaker, it doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter what you got in Translate right. and Lens. Right. And so they're threatened. You can have a self-driving car a cab and 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 yeah it's an existential threat to google well this is where i'm gonna i'm gonna disagree a little bit because i think that the media hype has been ridiculous today because they're dying they're dying to say google's doomed and um you know what little i can play with the chat gpt stuff the demos and that kind of stuff oh, oh okay but uh and, you know, I, I tweeted today, I'm old enough to remember when Dali was changing all of our lives and I haven't heard Dali talked about in quite a while. And mm. and I think that mm. there's this rush. It's part of what Ant's saying. There's this kind of rush to the shiny thing in media and the desire for Google to be vulnerable because it's a good story, if it is true. Well, um, yeah, that that's how we get people to read our stuff. I know. This that's is what's not wrong new. with media. And everybody blames the Internet for that. And we invented it. Okay, that's not true. So, oh, like, yeah, we did this before the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah definitely. we invented sensationalism and the attention. Well, and that's that's because that. that's what people read. That's uh, what they're. It's what we fed them. It's what we trained them to read. Damn it. Well, but see, if you have like Joe Blow who's sitting there who cares about his life and like the Super Bowl or whatever he cares about, if you want to make him care about something else, you have to make it exciting, right? So basically, we're just trying to push now. something that people don't really care about and make it exciting. And it's going to say, no, you're insulting me, and that's why I don't like you news people, <laughs> right, Ant? No, I'm not trying to insult. I'm just saying, like, Ant probably, like, okay, I know you can, like, Ant cares about photography and Google and anything he's doing for his job, so he'll click on this. But, like, if you don't care about that, you've got to really make an effort. So maybe Ant doesn't care so much about fashion, but if someone, you know, does something. I'm, I'm the weird one in this group because. Even with some some of the photography related news that's out there, there are some things I will refuse to click on because they will sensationalize the headline and say something yeah, they, totally I mean, outlandish. To. And I'm like, that's you're just wrong. Oh. You haven't earned my click on that. Ant you know? is the, yeah, Ant is the demographic. Ant. Ant is the demographic that drives advertisers and creators crazy. 
yeah. because I, I don't want to look on YouTube with the thumbnails and you making the yeah. weird faces and I'm yeah. I refuse to. We click can't on reach your video. you. We can't reach you. It's driving <laughs> us crazy. How do we get ads to read this? We can't. I think to some Stacey, degree, Stacy, it's it's to get people to read something they're not interested in, but also to some degree, it's trying to write stuff for the things people are interested in, right? If you found out everybody wants to know more about Pez dispensers, you'd do more articles about Pez dispensers. Well, yes, yes, that is 100% true. But I, I think originally it's really just a desire to to find the narrative that gets people to read the story, especially because if even originally at your most noble self, right, you're trying to get people to care about something you care about. And how are you going to get well, them to care about that might be where it? you went wrong. And what you should really just do is write about the things people care about, as dumb as they might be. And stop trying but to no, but pay okay. attention to stuff they should that you want them to care about. <laughs> Stacy, I'm in the, I'm in the autumn city, of my. Nobody cares about city council meetings. Just give up. <laughs> but they should care oh, about know, it because it this, matters to their lives. No, but is a baby fall out of a three story window? Now tell me about that. So that that comes from the telegraph. That comes from mass media. That's an invention. No, that's humans. later in life. No, no, and, no, no, no. Well. That's well, humans. yeah, there's witchcraft and all that before. No, but humans I'm, care about. But other... I thought we had some standards. I, I, I'm at the, I'm at the autumn of my career, folks, and I'm ashamed of my business. I'm ashamed of you my. You shouldn't be, yeah. because all I am. All this comes from the original, from gossip originally, from what people yeah. talked about over the yeah. backyard fence, and that's the things people care about. And it's embarrassing because we don't really care about the city council meeting or what Joe Biden said at the State of the Union yesterday. We care about, oh, did you hear that the Tasty Freeze at the, down at the corner went out of business? That, uh, what but, they- we, but in media, we care about their, everything that the Internet is accused of, media invented. The attention economy, sensationalism, uh, uh, trying to manipulate people's emotions, trying to addict them. All of that that's just starts diff- with media. That's a and different- the internet is is I'm in a temporary phase of trying to copy that. I'm going to defend media. I think they're just trying to co- meet people where they're at. And, yeah. And, and we mm-hmm. care about celebrities. Okay. That's how we are. Okay. That's how we yeah. are. They're trying to make I mean, like- money. They're, everything you accused of algorithms of doing is what media people do. And, they're, and the algorithms are just trying to copy what media people have taught them to do all these years, which wasn't always the case. Yes, there was witchcraft in early printing. Yes, early printing caused all of that. It's in my book, coming out in June. Um, which look at me. But I'm trying to tell you something. Isn't it possible but, to interpret it your way that it's malicious and my way that they're just trying to meet people where they're at? There's a middle way, which is to say what's the what's the motive that's involved. And if it's informing people, if it's entertaining people, entertainment is a fine thing. Well, right? you'd be dumb to, but, to but, publish but a newspaper that nobody wanted to read. If it's to do what you just said a minute ago about Google and ads and all that, that's exactly the, the problem is we're in an early phase here of the Internet where it has adopted the business models that were known in media. That's why people think it's media. And I think we've got to break free of that. But if I and so, so the worst two, of media is now on the Internet. There's two reasons I might choose what I wanted to do a podcast about one because I care a lot about it and Mm -hmm. and I'm just gonna do it because that's what I like to talk about which is Mm -hmm. by the way how I do it or the other is to is to do something that serves your audience that your audience is interested in um can can there not be a intersection I don't think there's anything wrong with that well you're lucky if your thing you care a lot about it turns out the thing I cared a lot about some people not a lot 
not the vast majority. We're not producing content that, you know, competes with TMZ by any means, right? This is not Good Morning America. This people. is not. <laughs> and it never will be. And and I don't it's even good feel night any, America. But I don't feel any pressure to make it more like TMZ. You know, what did Bill who did Bill Gates sleep with last night? I don't think we need to do that. But I happen to be interested in technology, and there's a certain yeah. amount, there's enough people who are interested in that, that our content is of interest to them, and we can make yeah. a living. I don't think that's Yeah, I'm not saying it's all corrupt, but I'm saying that the corrupt, I'm saying that the corruption that the internet is accused of are, are corruptions that came from media. Mass well, I media, am the internet. Economy, no, I am the internet. I think the vast <laughs> majority of the internet is people like, is like us. People write a blog about something. They're just—it's—it's uh, it's Glenn Fleischman doing a book about keyboards. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this is our escape hatch. I agree. I agree. The internet is our escape hatch from those corrupted media models. But I, I you know, I—I I, I sat in the Ant is our antidote but, because Ant isn't going to look at that yeah, crap. Says, Screw you all. Ant's going to read the article. It's about a camera that doesn't have <laughs> sensationalism in it. Doesn't have some no. guy going whoa. It's going to be about the camera. If the yeah. headline says new camera announced from manufacturer so-and-so, I'll click. Okay. What did they announce? You're the antidote. <laughs> You're how it should be. And Ed, would you rather go to the Nike site or the story about Nike? I'd rather go to the Nike site because Nike is That's the source. key too. Ah. Yep. But what if the <laughs> uh -huh. search engine gave you the information you were looking for? There were full circle. There we are. Mm-hmm. So you, again, you go as into, I started at the beginning of this, if I'm searching for something, more than likely I'm looking for the link to whomever I'm talking about. If I'm searching for Nike, I'm looking for that first URL to say Nike.com slash topic have you, you know. Is Ant short? But that's but that's me though. <laughs> well, but I'm saying you're the right you you got it the right you got it right. And I bet you a lot of people are like you. I know I'm like you. I as soon as I see a YouTube thumbnail, somebody going, hey, you won't believe what happened next. If I see an article that says you won't believe, I won't read it. I won't. Yeah, scroll right past. And I think yeah. that partly that's because you and I have been burned so many times. We're now rebelling. Right? We Probably. also know how the sausage is made. Yeah. Because we're in the sausage yeah. factory. No, we aren't. I am the internet. <laughs> you know, I looked at, there was a video from, and I put it in Discord in the channel there uh jared poland who i love a uh, great photographer in philadelphia area big youtuber i've always watched him because he he pretty much tell it like it is and you know don't really hold back and he has good information and there was a recent video that talked about shame on adobe yada 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 because at the time there was a news story about adobe allegedly just stealing your images and your information to feed into its AI. Right. And when that happened, I was like, this is bunk because I remember personally, I remember when my Adobe creative cloud, creative cloud went through its update, they give you a, a screen of what's, what's being affected. When you do this update, this is what's going to happen. And in that screen, it mentioned feeding the AI and how you can just opt out. Oh, so they said, I so did. Yeah, yeah. I did. This story came out and I'm like, what? So I went and looked at mine and I had already opted out. Why? Because this was months ago. Right. <laughs> when they released and, and this I update. Think, okay. I think but, in that case, it might be a little cynical on that YouTuber's part because he kind of knew that. Well, too. no. Well, it I was think... everybody talking about it. He wasn't the only one. It was a hot story at the time. 
And I didn't, yeah, I didn't I watch it. Yeah, I think sometimes people notice, like, I mean, we see this all the time in the smart home where, like, I'm like, holy cow, look, you can do this. And then, you know, I'll write about it because I found it helpful or useful. I'm not trying yeah. to tell people this is brand new. I'm just like, hey, this just happened. Like, Kevin just did his uh, hearing aids with his iPod second generation pro, whatever they are. And people loved that. It's been out for months. Many people knew about it. We weren't saying it's new, but people yeah. learn something. So I don't always think that's, it's but see, bad that's not what people. happened with this story, Miss Stacy. What happened with this story is people were saying, shame on you, Adobe. Yeah. They're stirring up outrage. When Adobe was straight yeah. up saying, yes. look, yes. this is what the update is going to do. You can opt out right here and of course I did. And I don't know if everybody else did, but I did. So I didn't think anything about it. Okay. I think Jeff is finally coming around to what I've been saying all along about Google, which was that if Google, had just, <laughs> if Google had just stuck to their knitting and given us search results, instead of buying all these companies and doing all these recommendations, they would be in a, in a cleaner position, but really what it is now, it's all about link bait marketing. And well, I'm going to agree in, in a way. One of the people on Mastodon, where the discussion is much better than Twitter, and and we'll get to that. Well, today you couldn't even tweet. Did you see that? Yeah, I could. Well, I can again. So, but but Ma Ma Mask is going to limit it. But we'll get to that later after after the next commercial. So, uh, somebody said to me on Mastodon today. Well, the problem is that that part of my point was that Microsoft can show me its shiny Chrome. Google, I have to ask for it. I have to say, oh, there's this thing called Lens. I have to know to use it and so on and so forth. But then somebody came in and said, um, well, you know, the problem is that Google's saying we have all this technology and how can we make you use it? Which is the same problem with media, right? I have this newspaper. How can I make you buy it? Rather than going back and saying, what do people need? And I remember way back in the day, Marissa Meyer at Davos, uh, when I talked about uh, hyperlocal, she said, no, no, it's going to be hyperpersonal. And she was right. She was, you know, yeah, the idea true. was Google knows you well enough. Same now, of course, thing. now yeah. that's scary. That's creepy. That's right. data. That's awful because Google blew it and the whole industry blew it in, in, in scaring people off and letting media scare people. But that's where it should have been going is that Google is truly your assistant. That's why they use that word. And they didn't really fulfill well, on that promise. So you and I are also agreeing that, that the, I mean, in the way I'm sad about 120 closing, but I think your point is right. That was stuff that was off focus. So right. what should their focus be in terms of service? Well, Larry Page said it when he started when he started Google. He said any, yeah. we can never take advertising because that will pollute our results. They knew it, <clears> but <throat> they <throat> said we have but there's to, no or, other way to support it. There's no other way to do it or for whatever reason. They, they, well, Wall Street investors. wants it. Yeah. yeah. A lot of that you could blame Wall Street. I mean, this Neva is interesting because they know they have to pay for it. It's not cheap. So they say, we're going to charge you five bucks a month. Is it worth it to you not to have ads uh, and to have kind of search results? So I think this is an underreported story, which is the idea that we're in the middle of a transition where we're going to start paying for things that we once associated with being free, free. because yeah. we value our data soon. Even if you think about chat GPT and things like that, possibly accuracy and like, and I know more and more people who, and privacy. And but so privilege rears its head here. And well, yeah. Yeah, but in disinformation, uh, it, misinformation will be free. Stuff should will be, be abundant. Look, stuff wasn't free. I mean, stuff and always costs something. You still had to buy something. a paper. Yeah. Whatever the reality is going to be that conspiracy theorists will get everything that they want in life for free. 
People who want quality news and information will pay. And, and this, we're going to face the fact of what that does for this democracy. Notion that stuff I don't care about free. should. I think this notion that stuff should be free came from the internet. I didn't though. say should. I didn't say should. I just said that it's the reality is People that expect crap it. will be free and quality will be expensive. And there's going to be an impact on society from that. So I don't know about that. So maybe on the internet, you're paying for a couple things and getting quality content. But there's always going to be aggregator type services that will be free and have an ad model kind of like TV I got a, news. I got a counter example. How about this counter example? TV used to be free. It was ad supported free. You had three channels. You watch yep. whatever was on. Uh, people now are willing, if she demonstrated, and we do it, we pay more for content than ever before in history. Hundreds of dollars a year for every one of us. Very yep. few people expect content to be free. We all, Netflix, we all, we're all paying for something. That's a counterexample. There are a lot of OTA people, are, people out there. There are, but they're a, they're a minority. Maybe they're the conspiracy yeah. theory jobs. I don't know. But uh, I, I think that's a good example of what Stacey's saying, which is we're going to realize there's value in some of this stuff and we're going to pay for it because it's better that way. And I think that's happened with television. Yeah. I, I think you're right, but all I'm and, and I'm dying for pay for um, algorithms and filters for social. I'm dying for pay for recommendation engines. I think we're going to end up there. I so I agree, Stacy. But I'm also saying it's very Stacy-like of me to say let's think about the implications of the reality here. And in a world, and, I, and truth isn't dead, and I and I, I don't believe all that. But for some people. There will be an endless supply of crap and conspiracies, and we've got a societal problem about how. What do we do? And putting the good stuff behind the paywall because we get away from the advertising and its corruptions is going to have a second order effect. That's all. So I will say one of the problems we had with like the the crap and conspiracy theorists is that we had officials who were in power endorse those for their own gain. So it wasn't just a fact that it was happening. It was happening. And then people who were legit were like, yes, it is a hundred percent true that there are children at the basement of this pizza parlor that people are taking blood from oh, for yeah. their youth or whatever. So when a Senator tells you that and goes on, and they let that person on TV to talk about that. They've got both the credibility of their profession, but then they've also got the credibility of a news channel that is cynically pandering to people. Yes. Yes. Again, media. So, Again, well, media. Yeah. But the only reason that Not person is media. on that TV. media. Well, but the yes. only reason that person is on TV is because of their profession, because they made it out to whatever profession they were. So I, I mean, Social media is a tool, but it's our inherent cynicism and love of power that's really causing us the most problems. Right. My real issue here, you're right, Stacey, and, and, and so many of the problems that we attribute to and blame on technology or media are simply society. This is part of what Leo was saying, too. Our society's problems are human problems. And, and, and we've got to separate them out and realize that because trying to think that the technology is going to solve it when it didn't cause it is going to get us very far. Right. And that's where that's where we are, like even trying to regulate hard things like privacy or how many people we should kill with self-driving cars. We <laughs> seem to think that technology can solve this problem, right. but it's really up to us to make an ethical and moral stand. Yes, I agree. Now, I will tell you something 
that maybe you get for free, you probably do get for free, that you really should be paying for. And that's our sponsor, Fastmail. True. I mean, honestly, this is true. I've been saying this for a long time. We, yeah, you can get free email, but you, what do you, what does it cost you to get free email? It costs you your privacy. It costs you, I think, quality. It costs you service. That might be the most important one, support. You have a problem with free email. Good luck finding somebody to fix it. And if they cancel your account, good luck finding somebody to turn it back on. That's why years ago I shifted to Fastmail, and I have never been happier. Fastmail, as little as three bucks a month, but boy, it's good email. See, the thing is, free email is not free. You pay for it with your privacy, with lack of support for a variety of things. For over 20 years, Fastmail has been a leader in email privacy. At Fastmail, your data stays yours with better productivity features for as little as $3 a month. No ads. Your personal data is safe. It's GDPR compliant. Fastmail stores your data in the U.S. And when you need support, you're talking to a real email expert in the U.S. who puts you first because you are the customer, not the product. I am a huge fan of Fastmail. Let me just run through some of the many, many reasons I use Fastmail. First of all, it's real email. Uh, they use an IMAP server called Cyrus, which is open source. They contribute back to that open source project. They also have features like Civ, which is an amazing email tool for filtering. They have an automation system that lets you automatically write your Civ rules. But when you're in your Fastmail email and you see something and you go, oh, I want to make a rule about that. It's as easy as just clicking that email and saying, hey, I need a new rule. And suddenly your email is organized. It's done right. It's the way it should be. Fastmail works with any email client because it's true IMAP. Even Gmail isn't real IMAP. They use some non-IMAP features like tags. Fastmail gives you the best of both worlds. IMAP folders, Gmail-style tags. And it works with Thunderbird and, and uh, Firefox and and uh, Google Mail and email, whatever program you're using uh, on Android or iOS or, or a Mac or Windows or Linux, it works. It works with all of them because it's IMAP. It's standard email. They even have a fabulous web interface, better than anybody's web interface, plus apps on iOS and Android that let you customize your workflow with colors and custom swipes. They've got, sorry, Jeff, night mode or day mode if you like that. You can send, you can snooze, you can use folders or labels, you can search bar, keep track of all the important details in your life. I like Fastmail so much, I recently moved my calendars from Google and my address book from Google to Fastmail because it supports true CalDAV and WebDAV and uh, CardDAV, so it's, it's, it's absolutely standard. And now I sync up all my calendars with Fastmail and my notes too. It works with password managers like our sponsor Bitwarden and 1Password to make it easy for you to create unique passwords for every account, but also unique email addresses for every account, which makes it doubly safe. I love that. Plus, there's the added benefit of if, if a company you subscribe to sells your email address, you know exactly who did it because they're the only ones with that address. I use, I use the domain manager to keep all my domains at fastmail.com whether it's for websites or servers, my Minecraft server, because then all my emails handled properly using all the modern authentication techniques like DMARC and DKIM, SPF. Fastmail does it right. They practically invented this stuff. And advertisers, sorry, but there's no room for you. Your privacy is at the center. 
people use fast mail because look at just the reviews of people. And I'll put my name in there too, because I've been using fast mail for 10 years and I could not be happier. I just signed up for another three years. I do it three years at a time. Those annual prices save you some money. Uh, I've tried them all folks. This is the one. And don't worry about losing information. You can take your old email, move it over to FastMail. You can even, and I have this, have your Gmail accounts active and just have it automatically forward to FastMail. So you use all of the benefits of FastMail, but you don't have to give up your old email address. You can create custom addresses, as many as you want. So I have, you know, I have a domain, leoville.com, but anything sent to at leoville.com goes into my inbox. So I have as many email addresses as I want, an infinite number. FastMail is moving email forward with new internet standards and open source innovations that power other email services. They're the leaders. They're the best. New year, new you, new email. Look, I don't know how to convince you, but at least you can try it free for 30 days. Convince yourself. Reclaim your privacy. Boost productivity. Make email yours with the best email service in the world. And I am not alone. Geeks agree. FastMail's the one. FastMail.com slash twit and because you're listening to the show we're going to give you a 15 percent discount on the first year if you sign up right now but you have to use that address fastmail.com slash twit fastmail.com slash twit it transformed my relationship with email it's just the best fastmail.com slash twit i've been trying to get them to, to advertise in our shows for a decade i'm just thrilled i could finally i could finally get paid for the plugs i've been giving them like crazy fastmail.com slash twit you know the name brett taylor yes i just saw the linkedin thing yeah Is that what we're talking about yep what's he doing ceo former something, co new. something new former co-ceo of salesforce and was also the creator chair of, of Twitter. Yeah. Chair of Twitter. Oh, he was the chairman of the board. That's right. That's right. And yeah. when he was at Google, did he create, what did he create? Um, was it Gmail? It's something. No. He's been there he for was a long time. Facebook is where I knew it him. It was at Facebook. He was the, what did he do at Facebook? We're he had a startup people. called Quip. Um, sold to Salesforce. Sold to, that's Quip. how he got at Salesforce. Oh, he was the former CTO at Facebook. Yeah, CTO. That's right. He has paired up with a Googler, Clay Baver, who was, in fact, the product manager for Gmail for a long time, Google Docs. He worked at Google for 18 years, ran augmented reality and virtual reality technology towards the end. So, gosh, you got, this is royalty, oh, right? He was the co-creator of Google Maps, was the former CTO at Facebook. Brett, yeah. Brett or Clay? Brett. Brett. Yeah, that's it. Is. Google Brett, Maps. Brett he, was, he was also... A founder of Friend Feed. Friend Feed. That's yes. that's where I first. Brett's, met Brett. Brett's a really nice guy too. Love probably. Brett. He's Brett was like he's one of the classiest guys in the business. And Friend Feed yep. was amazing. That's how he got yes. to Google. I did. Was it Google that bought Friend yeah. Feed? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Friend Feed was the best social network, bar none. If that were still around, anyway. So Brett, who oh no, uh, he found he was at Google first, and then he founded Friend he Feed, to and join that's how he got to Facebook. Oh, Facebook, right? There we go. Facebook, We're terrible. Of course, killed Friend Feed. Well, no, you know what? We've just been around a long time, and this is fifteen years of tech history, right? This is yep, yeah. So yeah. he and Clay have gotten together to launch an artificial intelligence startup. 
<laughs> sorry. Because all the children got to have sorry. blockchain, you know blockchain, you know, we blockchain. We can make fun of it, but it's clearly, <laughs> say, it's basically what's happening with AI is like it's going to underpin things. Like it's going to become an infrastructure type of technology. Yeah. And being able to throw computing powder power at designing these algorithms and then scaling them out over different problem classes is going to be like it could broadband be, it or could, mobile service. Yeah, it could be he's just going to tell farmers when to plant crops. I and mean, we don't know what he's going to do with yeah. AI. Yeah, something, something related to business is what he's saying. That's all he's saying. He's not saying. We're just getting started. Um, but it's going to be an AI. I think it's smart. I mean, if I were going to, a young man, Starting out in this world, I might look into AI as well. He's, he's somebody I'd he's want to work 43. for. <laughs> that's young to me. <laughs> yep. That's, that's old Or possibly 42. That's old-ish. <laughs> I know. I see, I see these things about, oh, I'm 40 now. And I go, God, that's like a kid. That's like, right, Jeff? That's <laughs> yeah, so Oh, young. God, yeah, Gramps. Oh, I would yeah. love to be oh, yeah. 40. Oh. High five, Ant. <laughs> right here in the 40s. Oh, whoops. This way. 40s is the best time. Man, you got the energy. Woman. You got the verve. You can still walk. Yeah. yeah. Still obnoxious. Yep. Yep. Still walk. Still obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, you oh, can go dear. out there and you can start a new AI startup. Yep. Getting right on it. These, are, But I have to say, anything that Clay... Uh, and Brett do is going to be something. I mean, these two yeah. are really smart. A lot. I have to say though, a lot of times these old guys who had great successes in their twenties and thirties don't do so well in their forties. I'm just saying. Yeah, but he started enough stuff. He's like Ev Williams. He's, well, Ev kind of. Yeah, number, but he started stuff. A lot yeah, of stuff. Yeah, serial entrepreneur, all that. Yeah, he certainly yeah, got he the is, credentials. I mean, that's a hell of a resume. Nothing more to say except that that's what they're doing. We don't know what and we don't know when. Yeah, I was like, oh, do you know more? But no. apparently you do not. <laughs> I read the Wall Street Journal just like everybody else. You know what You know what we need, Leo? What do we need? We need audio. We need a, a, a clip, a soundboard of Stacy typing. So when we have breaking news, <laughs> it's like, it's like Ant. Oh, and that's already, you know, that's already Stacey, available. Somebody has already done that. I'm like, <laughs> all right, hit already, it. go ahead. Everybody be Give quiet for a news. bit and Stacy's going to type and we're okay. going to, we're going to record this and use it. Ouch. <laughs> okay. Zoom in. Center. Enhance. Okay, now we have it. We will make that our new bumper. Maybe maybe breaking Anthony news. Anthony Nielsen's so good. He's gonna add a little do and we're gonna have it. It'll be breaking news. It's good. He is so good. Ladies and gentlemen, all the ships at sea. We have breaking Let's news about Elon Musk. Um actually my breaking news. Before oh, you that was real. Oh. There's real breaking news. Play the sound effects. Oh, we don't have them yet. <laughs> Do you need me to type again? Go on. Yes. Tell yes, type now. again. Type again. Oh, my gosh. It's so fake now. <laughs> oh, I love Jammer B. <laughs> I will say, so you know what my, my typing thing is? Any child of the 80s will appreciate this. It's it's the beginning lyrics for It's the End of the World as We Know It. It's the end of the oh. world as we know it. So I'm like, that's great. It starts with an earthquake. Type it along. <laughs> that's the rhythm? <laughs> or are you actually typing those words? 
Those are the words I'm typing. All work and no play it, makes Jack a dull boy. Because if you can keep up, you're feeling really on it, you know. Plus, you've got the kind of like verve happening there. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> and then we're going to rip it out of the headlines <laughs> and give it to Jeff Jarvis for this breaking story. So I don't. So we were talking earlier about Twitter being down for a while, and 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 all of us were told, even though we tweeted not at all, that we tweeted too much. Hollywood Reporter says at the same time that Twitter is going to place limits on tweet frequency and followers. So this. Oh, I thought they just broke it because they were launching their blog post. It was a spurious announcement that said we tweeted too much, and everybody got, including me, and I haven't tweeted in months. Yes, yeah. but apparently this was a new thing that will limit users to a maximum. It's unrelated, but related. Oh, but wait a minute. Yeah. Listen to the maximum. 2,400 <laughs> tweets a day. Oh, man, I got to cut down. Jeez. Who tweets? You actually might. A hundred times bots. an hour. <laughs> bots. Bots. It's all about the bots, isn't it? It's all about the bots. We had on our Mastodon, and I, I had to ban him eventually, but we had a guy who would or post like 400 tech news, random tech news stories all at once. Jeez. And it's like, I can't. And I know most people can, can block any, you know, you should know this. On Mastodon, if you don't like it, you just block that person. You won't see their stuff anymore. Or you can it costs them. you money. All that post. It's not even well, that. It's just might... that I can't block anybody because I have to. I have to keep an eye on what's going on. So I had to see it. No one else had to, but it was enough for me. I was like, finally, get out of here. Go away, kid. You bother me. Yeah. Maybe, maybe this is Elon's way of monetizing, like Chinese or Russian bot farms. It might be. It also there's... says there's a maximum of 500 DMs a day, a follow limit of 400 today. So all of that is bots. good. All of that is really good, frankly. It's all uh, bot stuff, though. Yeah, it's bot stuff. Here is uh, some other news f- just came out, 3.43 p.m. We have been busy with some updates to the Twitter API, so you can continue to continue to build oh, and innovate oh, with oh, us. Oh, We're excited oh, to announce oh. an extension of the current free Twitter API Oops. access. Wait a minute. Through February 13th? Right. That's, f- yeah, that's you gotta- five days. <laughs> wait a minute. What? And then, oh, wait a minute, there's a thread. Is that what that means, Jeff, that when they get the little, the, yes. the ball of yeah, twine? Yes, my son. What, is, what yes. does that mean? What is that? And how do I do it now? Do now I that click, he's gone from Twitter, Do I he click the ball anymore. of twine? What do I do to get the thread? How do I get you the thread? You unspool it. How? Come on, old man. Just, 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 <laughs> scroll, just scroll down. Just scroll. There you go. What is this thing that. called Twitter? <laughs> Paid basic access that offers low level of API usage and access to ads API. $100. Oh, forget about it. Jeez. These bots, mm. a lot of them are just some, some guy doing some fun stuff. You know, script kitties, right? Horse ebooks yeah. isn't going to pay 100 bucks to tweet random nonsense. And researchers can't afford this. A new form of, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Okay. A new form of free access will be introduced, as this is extremely important to our ecosystem, limited to tweet creation of up to oh. 1,500 tweets a month for a single authenticated user token, including login with Twitter. Oh, that's all right. 1,500 bucks. That's, what is that? 50 tweets a, a day. That's probably okay. enough, right? All right. That's... On February 13th, we will deprecate. Not if you're live blogging. Oh, good point. <laughs> On February 13th, yep. we'll deprecate the premium API, but you're not log blocking via API. You're actually tweeting, right, aren't you? Right. You, yeah. That is true. Yep. If you're subscribed to premium, you can apply for enterprise to continue using these endpoints. This is a new chapter for the Twitter API to increase quality, reduce spam, which it will, right, and enable a thriving ecosystem. We appreciate your patience. 
as we implement these changes. I think 100 bucks is a lot, but on the other hand, the free tier, 1,500 tweets a month, that seems like would be more than adequate for the horse ebooks of the world. This is what Google uh, unfortunately sent out. It's an animated GIF when they were um, talking about this thing. They uh, they said, here's an example introducing Bard. Why, for instance, show this question. What new discoveries from the James Webb Telescope can we tell my nine-year-old about? Uh, but wait, but wait, one of them is wrong. The J James Webb Telescope did not, in fact discover any exoplanets that was done 15 years earlier by a professor who was a little annoyed <laughs> i would like to be able to type i mean i already type these into google like i often type in like like i've got some coconut milk and some tomato paste i'm like coconut milk and tomato paste what can i make and uh -huh. it will give me delightful recipes well let me some try which are like so google will do that or, or chat gpt this is just straight up normal Google, but I'm wondering if it would be better with like an AI. Tomato effort. juice and what uh, is this real? What? Give me some real uh, ingredients. Tomato paste and this was real. Tomato paste and coconut milk. Really? Mm. I mean, I knew there were going to be other ingredients I needed. I just was trying to use mm. up some. Okay, let's see what <laughs> Neva says. No, they got nothing. They just got a bunch of recipes. Legally That's healthy. That's what I want. Legally healthy blonde creamy tomato pasta with coconut milk. Oh. See, that would be perfect. How about a life-changing 30-minute masala sauce? That's also Life-changing. Ants turned off, says, no, it doesn't change my life. Stop doing that. Right, Ants? <laughs> How about a five-ingredient vegan, vegan, vegan vodka pasta or coconut yes, chia pudding? And there's no tomato paste in coconut chia pudding. Yeah, there's no, I would not put tomato paste. But, like, those are the kind of – I just – it said – I saw the cue was what can I use – what can I make for lunch with the ingredients in my fridge? And I was like, oh, that's actually something I commonly type in. Okay, see, see? But don't ask it what James Webb Telescope's up to because that's absolutely not no good. Yeah, so that, that, well, that was it, one mistake today. it's linking me to – it's actually not serving me what it should because it's linking out to recipes. Which is – so. But frankly, if it could just give me a recipe. I know. For the recipe sites, it's better, right? <laughs> you want to you, you just steal that information without going there, right? God, recipe sites, they're like the worst. I know. I know. You like Epicurious, don't you? Some sites, they do no. long articles, oh. and then they put the recipe – Oh, look In what they six, did. Six lines. Oh, look what they did. So, okay, so I clicked on the recipe. This is Neva for comedian, and it just gives me the recipe. Oh, Ooh, there nice. you go. Okay. And I can Snip even send problem. this recipe to Stacy. Uh oh. <laughs> okay. Neva. Oh, but wait, go back. Trouble wait, what did you ask it to do? Because it's giving me sun dried tomatoes. What but can is I it make with tomato, tomato paste? paste and coconut milk? It asked. Yeah, click that again because I don't think it was actually answering the query oh. correctly. It has sun-dried tomato. tomatoes, no tomato, tomato pasta. Paste. <gasps> so yeah. that's not but a good recipe. It, it does not serve my needs. It's interesting. So it is extracting the recipe. Ooh, this is weird. Look at this. It's just the recipe. The no-no. Wow, that's not a snippet either. You, you're saying the no-no, Mr. Jarvis? Yeah, that's taking away traffic, isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. but, but, however... However, for my days at Epicurious, which Stacy doesn't like, I find out. Which Their recipes aren't very good. Look at this, Stacy. Look at this. They're Look at this. super fancy and That's not true. as tasty as they should That's be true. for the effort. Look at anyway, Look there's at a the debate as to whether or not you can copyright a recipe. 
Right. So that may be what they're looking at. How, look at how this is formatting. So that's ingredients. Then there's instructions. <laughs> then there's reviews. All of this without going to the site. But the, but I understand why, because a lot of times sites will have 12 pages of article at the yeah, very... Go to, go to the site now. Let's see how badly it's presented at the site. I'll bet this is a major improvement. Yeah, see? See? As we got to go through the see? whole life. Okay, see? guys. See? First lead, right? See? Life-changing. Nope. A lot of big yep. pictures. Look at that awesome side lighting there on these, on yeah, these photos, Yeah, it's nice though. photos. <laughs> Good though, photography, yeah. but I, I still haven't got to the recipe. Probably stole one. There's the recipe. And this isn't actually bad. Oh, you've got an ad blocker. Because normally what happens oh, is they I use all this blocker. because they want to have ads. Like this uh, will be an ad. Like Yeah, that's what it is. Sure. Sorry, Lindsay. It's nice to meet you too. Former fourth grade teacher. Her, she and her husband Bjork live in Minnesota. Um, and I feel bad because we've just stolen that recipe from you. Thanks to Neva. Um, but I have to say my recipe manager, Paprika, does the same thing. It has a built-in browser. I, I go to the site. I say, download the recipe, format it, and save it to my save it to my <laughs> recipe box, and I'm gone. Wow! But at least they Pretty got slick. a hit on the web page. They got the full web page loaded, right? Yay! <laughs> Interesting. Did you watch the um, hearings today? Who was hearing what? This was the Twitter hearings. This state was Yoel Roth and Vijayagade, <laughs> and tell us what happened. Somebody Baker. So this was this was the Hunter Biden laptop Twitter New York Post thing. And in Aaron Rupert bless in his what soul. court is this? This was no, this is this was a Congress. This is Jim Jordan. This oh. is the first of their investigations. Is this the one where Paul Gosar started to go off on Jews yeah. replacing us? No, not not that. I don't think today. Okay. Um, just, if you go uh, not line number uh, sixty six. You could just pick a random odd video from it. Okay. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene went wacko. Uh, all kinds of accusing Yoel Roth of terrible things. Was she wearing that really good looking uh, faux fur coat oh. that she wore uh, last <laughs> night? That was <laughs> right. that was attractive. And Kirsten Cinema looked like she was wearing the Chinese balloon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is you know topical. Former Twitter executives, former by the way. Yes. Uh, testify on the hearing of the Hunter Biden laptop story, Yoel Roth. So, so give us a summary, the kind of unbiased uh, summary. Oh, I'm not going to be unbiased at all. The Republicans are out to make a lot of attention and go, they're going crazy uh, trying to accuse Twitter of doing bad things. And the Democrats are making fun of them. And uh, the poor Twitter people just had to suffer through the day. So Twitter... Um, uh, this is in weeks before the November 2020 presidential election. They limited the spread of the post articles about the Hunter Biden laptop. 24 hours later, they did allow users to share links to the articles. The main New York Post account was suspended for two weeks for refusing to delete its initial tweets. Right. And uh, Roth, Yoel Roth said that he said at the time that was a mistake. Um, and, and they came back. But it was the, the, at the time it was the belief it was the hacked information. Here's, here's the testimony. Like the, the hack of the DNC. Here's the testimony. It says, at first glance, the story bore a lot of similarities to the 2016 Russian hack and leak operation targeting the DNC. We had to decide what to do. And in that moment, with limited information, we made a mistake. He said, decisions aren't straightforward. These decisions aren't straightforward. And we wanted to avoid making the same mistakes as in 2016. Um, so, you know, I, it's not inappropriate to ask these questions. 
but the way they were asked, it's kind of it's a little bit, you know, it's but and the, the funny thing was they're trying to accuse the Democrats of interfering and they got the Twitter executives to say all the times that Trump tried to get Twitter to take down whoops posts. <laughs> <Yeah>. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you don't want people to talk. Yeah. So Big tech. This is James Comer, the uh, chair of the committee. Ugh. Big tech autocrats wield their unchecked power to suppress the speech of Americans to promote their preferred political opinions. <laughs> And Stein. I think on the left or the right, most people, I mean, if they're using Twitter, I'm sorry, Ant really is dying, isn't he? Are you all right? It's <laughs> more grandstanding crap yeah, from our government is, officials yeah. that we yeah. allegedly voted for that do nothing but just sit and yell and want to look pretty <laughs> and nothing gets done. Not a daggum like, thing ever gets done. Something has gotten done. The... Yeah. U.S. government is working hard on cybersecurity, and we have proof of that. Yeah, word. Um, There was actually a story about, let's see, CISA. Here we go. Is this the Hive hive story? Is this the Hive story? This is Killnet. Killnet. Okay, this is a new one. What's the Hive story? Hold on. Let me let me see if you've got a story. Uh, well, the Hive story is from last week. That was when uh, the FBI and other international law enforcement took down the Russian malware um, uh, uh, kind of as ransomware as a service uh, group hive, but this is another one. Killnet DDoS. This attacks. is a new one. Yeah, yeah, and they're they're they were going after hospitals, and CISA CISA. Sorry, I said it. Oh, wrong. CISA. CISA was created as part of our efforts to. We were like, holy cow, cybersecurity is a total mess. This is terrible. Um, and they created this agency a couple of years ago and they've actually funded it and it does things and it's actually helping solve this. So, and then also, so that's good, but two, as part of the omnibus bill, we actually passed a cybersecurity law for medical devices. So now if you want to release a medical device that is connected to the internet, you a have to get it pre-certified, which is a big deal. Like you have to run to, run it through the FDA and they'll be like, did you pay attention to like pen testing and passwords? And they'll be like, yes, because we have to, because if you say no, they won't let you release it mm-hmm. Two, it calls for a software bill of materials. So while Ant is right, there's a lot of crappy grandstanding. There's actually a couple areas where they're actually doing something and cybersecurity is one of them. So I'm very pleased. What's a health that. device? Is your, is your, is your fitness watch a health device? That is not because it doesn't go before for any, like clearance before the FDA. Require FDA, so this FDA is like approval, but oh, okay, it's only but those things. Like, some some watches do, like the the, the fibrilla- a fibrillator in the Apple Watch got FDA clearance, right? Yeah, if you have F- like that that particular algorithm, but that's not a device. That's it's an still algorithm not a device. Like a device. Be more like a pacemaker. Like, if you had a pacemaker uh, yeah. that for some reason has control by an app, and this has been a problem, there have been pacemakers that could be hacked to stop your heart, which would be a bad thing. Well, and it also. Yeah, and it includes things like Bluetooth uh, thermometers because those are five, oh, five. I, I just want to say five hundred one three C, but five ten K. Not quite the same. They're nonprofit thermometers. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this this is and things in hospitals like infusion pumps, which is yes. a thing that we're super worried about. Yes. Anyway, it's just good news. Our government did pass it, and I was kind of amazed because in this was a law that they had had bipartisan support in April under the Patch Act, and then it just totally died. But they snuck it in, the federal end-of-year budget bill. 
and it passed with all the things we wanted too. That was the other thing. They didn't compromise. Okay. Last week on this week in enterprise tech, they brought up NIST and the whole cybersecurity push. uh, But it was, looks like it was directed more towards IOT, which still makes sense. It's, they're doing government's doing something about that for cybersecurity. I, I, I agree with that. But most of the time, it's just a bunch of people wanting to wanting to be seen on camera and heard on the social medias and do much of nothing. We have often uh, excoriated Mr. Elon Musk. So it would be it behooves me to sell, send you the information to celebrate the success of Elon in his he had his day in court. And found not liable over tweets proposing to take Tesla private. Not liable. Not one liable. hour deliberation. One hour. Yeah, the jury clearly did not buy the contention uh, of it was a uh, it was a lawsuit from investors who said, "Hey, we lost money uh, because of this tweet that uh, private equity funding had been a, uh, you know uh, arranged and that he was going to take Tesla private." People changed their investments based on that, and it turned out not to be true. Musk uh, tweeted, thank goodness the wisdom of the people has prevailed. Uh, it is, it is, by the way, possible to appeal this. Four years ago, the tweet, I am considering taking Tesla private at $420, funding secured, which it wasn't. He later tweeted, investor support is confirmed. The only reason why this is not certain is it's contingent on a shareholder vote. Vote the SEC fined him twenty million dollars in twenty eighteen over the tweet and said from now on you gotta let have a lawyer look at your your tweets, which he said no, and he doesn't yep. apparently still. Uh so one of the investors testified this represented a threat to my livelihood. Testifying mm-hmm. his belief Tesla would go private led him to liquidate his positions. But the jurors just didn't buy it. They said, no, yes, you know, that's your own damn fault. <laughs> the jury foreperson person who said he wasn't persuaded by the arguments that the tweets were material said, the overall message, it just didn't land. There was nothing in there to give me an aha moment. This is why lawyers hate juries. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you agree with this? Oh, you wanted up an aha moment. I didn't know. Okay. Sorry. I'll work on that. Um, During the trial, Tesla board members had sought to distance themselves from Mr. Musk, saying he was tweeting in his personal capacity. That was also persuasive, said one juror. Uh, Well, you know, Elon just was doing his own thing. Uh, Joseph Grundfest, a former SEC commissioner, professor emeritus at Stanford Law School, shocked everyone when he said, from that perspective, it's a coin toss. Who wants a coin toss when you could just split the baby? Um, that was an aha moment, I guess. I don't even know why he said that. Mixed metaphor as much? Yeah. Don't toss the coin. Split the baby. Didn't Solomon say that? Forget the coin toss. Just split the baby. Uh, it isn't the first time Mr. Musk's decision to part. I'm reading from the Wall Street Journal. To participate in litigation rather than settle has paid off. Remember, he won his case against the British spelunker who he called a pedo guy on Twitter. The jury sided with Mr. Musk. It helps, I think, to be a celebrity. I'm not, I may be wrong, but I think it helps to be a celebrity. And male. 
And they really hate women. They don't. Yeah, yeah Amber Heard. She's things, a celebrity, but they didn't like her. They didn't like Amber Heard. They didn't like what's her name, the Theranos lady, Elizabeth Holmes. That's who it was. <laughs> in twenty twenty, that's true. She didn't get off like late, did she? No, but neither mm. did Sonny Balwani. No. So, and he was a guy. Still is. Yeah. To last time I checked in twenty twenty one, he's not white. I wonder if he's that not matters. white. Oh yeah, there you go. He has a, a suspiciously European name. Sunny. In 2021, Mr. Musk was the lone Tesla board member to go on trial in a shareholder lawsuit of the company's acquisition of Solar City. A judge ruled in his favor last year. So Elon is is uh, one is three for oh, three for how do you say that, you sports person? Three and oh, sir. Three and oh, thank you. He's batting a thousand. <laughs> batting a thousand. Math is hard. <laughs> or three for three if you're talking baseball. Three for three. He's over the Mendoza line. Wait, he's batting a thousand, but isn't a four? Is it a? Don't okay. ask. Three of three, a hundred percent. A hundred percent is batting a thousand. Yeah. Batting a thousand is a hundred percent. Isn't there something involving four in baseball or am I thinking just four point? Think no, four, four, oh, uh, four balls, you're just think- a, a walk. Right. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking, Gosh. is there any other four? I think that's the only four. No, no. There's okay. four bases, if you include Well, four home. bases. Even I know that. Well, but it's not. Is home a base? It's a plate. It's not a base. It's a plate. It's There's not a three base. bases and oh, a plate. Oh, this is why I hate baseball. This is why. <laughs> you always get into the, oh, wow. Okay. I'm sorry I asked. I was, uh, I was yeah, just. you should be. <laughs> oh. So batting averages, you Wait, move the decimal auto, over three to the a, right. I thought, don't you have a, isn't there like a 4.0 batting average? You could have a 400. You could be batting 400 like the you can splitted splinter, Ted Williams. You sure could. Yeah, but okay, that's, maybe that's, but that's still thinking. 40%. Yeah, even right, the best hitters. no one hits 100. Nobody yeah, hits 100%. That's, okay, that's what I'm thinking of. Okay, batting 400. Thank y'all. That was helpful. <laughs> You could be Sorry. batting 450 or 350 or 550 or 600. I got it. This 400 is just one contribute. number out of, oh, I don't know, 100 Anything of but Elon. I would rather talk about baseball than Elon. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Ted Williams had a lifetime average of merely 344, uh, and yet he was also considered one of the greatest baseball hitters of all time. Tony Gwynn. And how do you say it? Is Tony it a, Gwynn. He was point four no point four hundred. How do you say? Well, you're you, you, you say four hundred, but it's printed dot four zero zero. Okay, so that's Got the it. confusion. He was the last major league baseball player to hit over four hundred in a season, Mister Splitted Split, Tony. Ted Williams. Tony Gwynn, what was his? What it was his? Tony Gwynn was. I thought he was right there at four hundred too. Uh, so he was pretty prolific. According to the AI. Ah, Neva says. Ted Williams was the last Major League Baseball player to hit over 400 in a season. But let me see what Tony Gwynn, Tony Gwynn had, because he was a great hitter as well, for the, also for the Red Sox, right? Uh, Padres. Oh, that's what right. about he was that dude Padres. from the Cardinals, Mark? Mark McGuire. How did we get yeah, Oh, yeah, but he was juiced. Stacey, this he is your first home. He was juiced. That doesn't count. Oh. Tony Gwynn's oh, career we, batting average was 338. Uh, 338. Okay. Again, amazing, right? That's Still really, really good, and it's only a third good. of the time. What about Pujols? Didn't Albert he just Pujols. do something like a year ago? And he Albert Pujols beat Ted Williams? played or? in a long time. That's St. Oh. Louis Cardinals as well. I know. That's I have a Cardinals fan in my house. So I only hear about the Cardinals. 
That's the only that's the only team I'm ever well, going to know see. anything Albert about. Albert Pujols batting average, two ninety six career. Oh, okay. He did something like within the last year or two that was notable, but I don't know what it was. We don't have to talk about baseball anymore. He played for twenty two seasons. Yeah, he's old. Pretty impressive. His pretty uh, awesome. He's, yeah. Well, you know, pitchers and batters oh. report soon, don't they? Around the corner. Oh, see, it's almost this is... springtime. Okay. And I'm not much of a baseball fan, but I know enough. Albert Pujols, who bats right and throws right, weighs 235 pounds. Born Beast. January 16, 1980, in Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic. Drafted by the St. Louis Cardinals in the 13th round of the 1999 Major League Baseball June Amateur Draft. Mr. Jeremy, is there a seventh inning stretch for us here? Yes, here's your seventh inning stretch. You ready? You ready? It's time for. There we go. There's the brass. Boy, people are gonna love this episode. <laughs> what the what the hell is that? That was the brass for your announcement. <laughs> Google change line. Okay. Google will soon blur explicit images by default in the search results. So if you want to see those butts, kids, you better turn off that safe search. <laughs> The new setting automatically I, blurs. I can't believe they didn't do that before. I know. <laughs> I know. It that automatically. I know. It automatically blurs pornographic, violent, or gory images. It can be disabled by anyone who doesn't have a supervised account. You have to be uh, signed in and over eighteen. This is part. Yesterday was Safer Internet Day, so this new default search setting for everyone. Automatically will blur those nasty images. Even if you have, um, could they also search. blur the pimple popping things? Because oh, those God, things pop up. Oh, like anytime, anytime oh. I see, like I have to Google like a rash or something. Like my kid has shingles. What does that look like or something? I'm like, this is gonna be so I horrible. I want to see Please. that. There's actually a TV show, and I see it in the TiVo listings all the time. Something like Professor Pimple and Popper, and I, I just, I don't yeah. know why you'd want to watch that no, as a no, TV no, show. Not watch that. by that no. name. I don't. I'd it, rather watch baseball for God's sake. Yeah, it's worse than baseball. <laughs> Safe search. Okay, here's to answer your question: Is already the default for signed-in users under the age of eighteen? How does it know you're eighteen, though? Do you it give it everything. your age? Google knows everything. Uh, Google knows how old I am. If you Google my name, it'll tell you that it knows my spouse. It knows, and I've never told it any of this. Yeah. The blur feature uh, will be a new item within the safe search menu, along with the option to disable it entirely. Uh, you can also optionally hide explicit texts, links, and pimples. <laughs> Disabling safe search entirely provides the most relevant results without hiding any pimples. Google is adding some new features for EVs with its built-in Google Maps. It'll now suggest this is a feature that you know, Tesla's have in their own uh, maps, but it's it's every EV wants this. It'll suggest uh, charging stops. Uh, even on shorter trips, it'll include a very fast filter. This you really need. When you're searching charging stations, you should be able to filter it by the charging stations that have the highest wattage. What? So you get yeah, the fastest charging. 
and it will show you in search results when a place has a charging station on site. Google adding big support in Google Maps. And knowing, and it also knows what your plug is. It knows what your you plug is. You tell it what your plug is. You tell it. It tell you which, which plug you have, yeah. It knows, but it's yeah. just as out of a courtesy it's going to ask. Yes, I think so. Even though yes. it knows perfectly well. <laughs> as if I didn't know, what kind of plug do you have? And and by the way, you're not in your 40s anymore, Liam. It knows that too. So actually, let me ask you, if you Google my name, does it tell you who my spouse and how old I am? Because when I Google Ant, it doesn't tell me how old he is or his spouse. I'm doing something right. Stacy. do you have a uh, Wikipedia <laughs> entry? No. Okay, because that's where it gets all that information about me. It says you are 44 years old and your partner is Andrew. Yep. Yeah. And, okay. Um, now, where did it get that? I don't know where it got it from. I've never is that the knowledge, knowledge graph panel? because I don't see that here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not. It's well, not. What are you way, using, Neva? Yeah, you're using Neva. Yeah, he's I'm, using. She Neva. asked Google. No, because I like Neva. I'm never using Google again. <laughs> I, I know, but I was asking to see what Google <laughs> oh. showed people who weren't because sometimes Google yeah, also I pulls in you personalized. Do you want me to do it uh, as a uh, incognito or just like as me? They they already did it. It's all good. Yeah. Well, yeah. what's interesting, Stacy, is now this is very fancy. I wish I could show you. Oh, look! But at it the has pictures. fancy pictures of you look and your car. Yeah. Yeah, and then it has okay, these little boxes. My car. A partner <laughs> box. Somebody and an else's box. car. Oh my God! Oh, look I at this partner box and age box. That's yeah. ridiculous. You're only forty four. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I don't get any of that. <laughs> Stacy gets the glam treatment. I don't get any of it. What about Leo? Laporte? I don't know if I want people knowing my age if they search me, but okay. Leo gets the oh look at Leo's. Do oh. I get the glam treatment? You oh. get the glam treatment. Oh, I do. Oh, look at movies. Wow. Hackers wanted. That's hysterical. That's the movie. I did that many years ago. Hackers wanted. That's bizarre. Nice. That's really bizarre that that came up. I don't know why that did. Huh. So that's what Google yeah. does. But I'm logged in. What if I do it as an incognito search? Well, I guess it did it for you too, didn't it, Jeff? I'm doing it for yeah. just as myself and it pulled up the same thing of you. Yeah, if you're if you're a public Not much for Mr. Person. Jarvis, though. I don't get it. You all three have it. And I don't have it. Us, they classify us as a journalist. Like when I when I search well, Ant, it tells me I've, he's a journalist. Yeah, Hello, I'm just a, a professor. Even though I did write, but I'm I am so upset. Oh, Jeff. Let me help you. Well, look Let what I get when I type, I type in Aunt Pruitt. In the event of a car accident, it's important not to keep driving. <laughs> <laughs> call the police if anyone well, is killed I guess or that hurt. beats being called a train wreck. Why am I getting that? Oh, Jeff, it does know you. It says your wife is Tammy. Is that true? That's You've from, never said your 68. wife's name. You're 68. Oh, sorry, How do you survive? Uh -huh. I know. <laughs> God. I mean, we all talk about my years. It was a very good year. Oh, we were doing the we were doing the the change log. I'm so sorry. I just I got curious. <laughs> so easy to get distracted from the change log. Um, it's interesting how they treat different people differently. That is very odd. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, back to the change log. Whatever that was. Google has announced improved contextual translation features. Wait a minute, this is the wrong Oops, article. This is the wrong link. No, I don't know anything about fault. this one, so I don't know. It might be my fault. No, uh, I didn't put that one in there. I don't know. Google winds yeah. down feature that put, oh, this is not good, that put 
playable yeah, podcast directly in search results. So you, it, so if I search for it's taking, it's it. taking the carousel out, this well, I have to go to Google because let's see what Neva does this week in Google. So it used to you be the carousel Neva would boy, have man. a latest. There is a nice link. Uh, for some reason, it's decided to tell me about Google making. It already knows what our stories are going to be. <laughs> Look, Look at, at that, that, dude. Where is it getting that from? Wait a I minute. Twit TV, podcast.apple.com, Tom's Guide, ZDNet, thesun.co.uk, and audible.com. Hey, where is it getting that from? Are, are it, does it have access to your rundown? No, account? it's probably giving us the most, last week, the most weekly information from yeah. what's the biggest story in Google right now. But it now. doesn't have a oh, playable we about last week. playback. So Google, I mean, it does have a link to YouTube, I guess, you know, you could go there. But so you're saying if I go to Google, it used to, if I search for this, we can go. used to have a, um, well, it still does. It has a, 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 a carousel. Hmm, not for me. And I can play from there. I'm just getting that. Yeah, I'm not getting anything playback. Yeah. That is such a dorky theme song. Jesus. <laughs> I love our song. Don't don't ever I, change it. I do not. I mean. I want something built. I want. I want. I want AI to build a theme song no. with Stacey's our, our song, that song, and and your choir singing your praises to Craig Newmart. Those, those things bring me joy each and every Wednesday. How about <laughs> uh, if you like the new Google changelog theme? <laughs> Where did that come from? Somebody send us that? <laughs> I'm down with it. Can I get uh, ChatGPT to write um, themes? Write a new well, the musical theme for this week in Google. Maybe, maybe I could just use it. Would it if it would it be legal if I did this? Yeah. If I if it makes music, I don't know if it makes music. Well, I don't know. Chat GPT oh, doesn't chat. Google, oh Google, oh, Google, a place of innovation, a, place of innovation, a hub, a hub of, knowledge of knowledge full of inspiration. Wait a minute, a chorus, a world to explore. We trust in you and so much more. Okay, everybody in the chorus. chorus. Come wow. on, let's go. Let's see it again. Let's go to the chorus. Come on. Show, show the screen me. so we can all sing. You lead the way and the way all that we do. Let me do without algorithms and always come through. through. From answering the questions. Docs. Oh, we're, you know, yeah, you're, you're going too fast. Going too fast. Place Google. Oh, you're there's a bridge, so Mr. Jarvis won't cross that. He'll stop right there. Oh yeah, notice we can <laughs> we can it will just leave him behind. Oh Google, Google you bring us together from far and wide in all kinds of weather. A friend to us all in times of need. This Google, is like a you're always song. trusted indeed. Yeah. Our trusted you want to complain steed. about the current song? Trusted Steve. Well, you took it off the screen. Steed. I couldn't see it. Oh, Google, we raise a toast to you for all you do and all that you do. We'll always be grateful for all that you bring. Google, you are our king. Okay, okay. Yeah. We, that, now, hello, people out there. Somewhere in our land, you've got to sing this and put this to music. Mm-hmm. We need, this is our new theme song. This is please it. Please don't. This is it. Please. <laughs> please don't. Sure you is, all, please. The, the folks that are listening are way more talented, so do it that ah. way if you want. Meanwhile, <laughs> Google announced launches Android 14 developer preview for Pixel. 
So All if right. you've got a Pixel and you want to take a look at the Android 14 developer preview, uh, it is out now. This is the eighth year in a row that Google provides an early look at the direction Android is going ahead of uh, the stable launch, which usually happens in the third quarter. Uh, for the very first release, there are five tent poles, starting with working across device and form factors. Android 14 builds on the work done in Android 12, L and 13 to support tablets. Oh, and foldables. Mm. Oh. Oh. Uh, users will be able to scale your font up to 200%. That's a lot more than current. A grammatical inflection API will let developers more easily add support for users who speak languages which have grammatical gender. Hmm. Grammatical gender? Yeah. Le, oh, like feminine like and masculine. Le, yeah. le, okay, le, sorry. Yeah, okay. I was like, le, what is grammatical le, gender? Le port. Le, la plume de ma tante. <laughs> to improve privacy and security, Android 14 will prevent apps with targets SDK version lower than 23, which is Android 6, from being installed. So if you've got old apps, you might want to update those. Um, streamlining background work. Anyway, a bunch of new features. Get that developer preview. Uh, the uh, new OnePlus phone came out yesterday. Jason Howell has it. He did a re I believe he did a review on All About Android yesterday. He was planning on doing that. That will also appear uh, on uh, our Twit uh, Tech Break feed. Now, the thing that's interesting is they are not going to offer it to, in any U.S. carriers' stores, including T-Mobile, which uh, OnePlus has been offering their phones in. So without U.S. carrier support, even though this is the first OnePlus phone that supports 5G from all the carriers, you got to wonder if if really at this point it's it's Google or Samsung or nothing. Uh, I and that's where's the <laughs> that's it it's over change line we need uh kazoos for the end too we need to there we go said no one ever jammer b rules he is awesome <laughs> totally totally awesome okay 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 let's do a final commercial and picks of the week, and we can all go home. I—I I don't know if you've noticed. I'm a little feisty. I'm a little, I'm a little uh, peppy today. You know, you know why? Because I got a great night's sleep. Got a great night's sleep. Sleep, as it has been said, is nature's gentle nurse. It's the ultimate game changer. And my eight sleep pod cover is the ultimate sleep machine. I love it. Consistent good sleep helps with so many health issues, like it could decrease the risk of heart disease. It can lower your blood pressure. There's even some evidence that good sleep, especially that deep sleep that cleans the brain, can reduce the risk of Alzheimer's. But more and more in the 21st century, we're having trouble sleeping. Let me ask you, folks, friends, do you have trouble falling asleep? Do you wake up, my friends, in the middle of the night? Do you argue with your partner over the thermostat? Well, I can help you. The 8 Sleep Pod Cover works hard all night long to improve your sleep so you don't have to. And I'm not just blowing smoke. I have the 8 Sleep Pod Cover. And Lisa and I love it. Love it when we get in bed. And by the way, it's the only cover that has temperature control, dual zone, as low as 55 degrees, that's chilly, 
or 110 degrees, that's hot, Fahrenheit, gives you the optimal temperature, and each side gets their own. So Lisa likes it a little cozier than I do. Sometimes she'll say, come on, just reach over to my side, feel that. And I go, wow, that's hot. And she said, yeah. And I say, reach over to my side. And she goes, oh, it's so cold. And I said, yeah. That's <laughs> a dramatization, but, you know, you get the idea. Uh, based on your, it's based on not only your own biometrics and your sleep stages, it's based on the room temperature, too. In fact, we save money with the eight sleep because I don't have to turn on the heat or the air conditioning at night. You know, the worst thing in the world, summertime, it's hot, sleeping hot. Nobody wants to do that. But sometimes even in the winter, you know, you get chilly, you turn on the heat, you wake up at three in the morning and you're sweating bullets, not with the eight sleep. It senses your temperature, the temperature of the room, and it keeps you comfortable. And it's an interesting fact that it we want to start warm, you know, we're going to bed, but then as the night progresses, it helps you go into deep sleep if it gets cooler, a little bit cooler, and your body slows down and you get... And you get in that deep sleep cycle. And you, on average, people who use the eight sleep cover get 30% better deep sleep. That makes a huge difference. I was getting, I'm getting about 50%. It went from an hour to an hour and a half a night. That's amazing. It also has sensors to track your health and sleep metrics. So every morning you can get up, you can, you don't have to wear anything. You don't, you know, it's easy. You just get up, you can look at your phone and you'll see how you slept. Better sleep is the health habit you'll love sticking to night after night. And everybody who's got one of these, I hear from people all the time. I started with Kevin Rosie, who's the first one to tell me about this. I was a little skeptical, but then Amy Webb was on the same show. This is a couple of years ago. Said, oh, Kevin, I got it. It was great. It changed my life. So we got one about a year ago. We've gone through now summer and winter. I could tell you, you just got one, didn't you, Aunt? Do you like it? Be honest. Tell me the truth. It's outstanding. And then look at the graph. Well, you can't see it, but Go it ahead. says... Go ahead, show his graph. Show he's got 90, 93%, 93%, 86% overall because I slept like a hibernating a grizzly bear. It it's was so nice. Oh, oh, I love that thing. It's so nice. Better sleep. It's a health habit that you will, you'll actually love, you know? You'll, you'll say, oh, I can get into better sleep. Sure, night after night, you wake up fully energized with the pod cover. You could tackle whatever life throws at you. It's just the best thing ever. I'm a huge fan. Lisa is a huge fan. Uh, I strongly recommend you check it out. Go to 8sleep, E-I-G. Oh, oh, you show me mine, yours, I'll show you mine. You want to see mine? My, my sleep last night, 93. 93? It's a pretty good sleep score. Quality, 95. Routine, 88. Maybe I went to bed a little late. Total time slept, eight hours and nine minutes, 93%. That's that's pretty dark. For me, that's that's an amazing. I mean, I was getting 50% before we had the 8Sleep pod cover. Save $150 at checkout right now on the pod cover. 8Sleep currently ships within the USA, Canada, the UK, select countries in the EU. And yeah, I know it's a hot summer this year in Australia. They ship to Australia too. Never again suffer. Suffer with temperature. Look at that, 93. I'm glad I checked. I haven't, that's really impressive. Wow. Quality, 95%. You also see your stages, you know, you, so you see how long you spent in deep sleep. Hour and 10 minutes, 14% in deep sleep. REM sleep, that's the dreaming sleep, right? Two hours, 19 minutes. That's, that. all of this is good. This is all good. Heart rate, 61. Um, 
HRV, that's heart rate variability, right? 34 milliseconds, that's good. It's supposed to be below 35. Breathing rate in range, 20.7 breaths a minute. What What's your breathing rate, Mr. I'm so fit? Curious. Where's my breathing? So you go to the full page. Get the full stats. Breathing rate, it's at the breathing bottom. rate. As time slept, routine. There it is. Breathing rate, 14 point. Oh, you beat me. <laughs> Imagine that, sir. Lisa and I do that. We'll wake up in the morning. She'll say, how much sleep did you get? How good was your sleep score? She'll sometimes say, she'll, show, she'll put it in my face, 99. 99. I say, you're young. I'm old. 8sleep.com slash twit. Save $150 check out on the pod cover. It's not a competition. 8sleep.com. <laughs> Slash Twitter. Okay, maybe it's a little bit of a competition. Eight sleep. Die. Then she'll go Wordle in two. <laughs> Another story. <laughs> She's better than me. I can. I have to admit that. She's just better than me in every way. Eightsleep.com slash twit. Uh, we thank him so much for supporting the show. Uh, real quickly, I just... Uh, there's so many stories that Jeff put in... <laughs> Hey, hey. <laughs> oh, this is one I do want to do, and I want you to tell me all about this. Uh, we saw this last week. It was kind of a shock. We have had on this show many times Joan Donovan. We love Joan Donovan. Mm. She's an expert on misinformation. She was at the uh, the Shorenstein Kennedy School. She, she was a Center founder of the, of the Shorenstein Center. No, media, no, of a, of a certain, yes, go ahead. Media, Shorenstein Center on Media, Politics, and Public Policy. Right. Doing a research project, she wrote a book. This is at Harvard at the Kennedy School, which is their uh, school of uh, politics, Institute of Politics. Forced to leave by the dean, according to sources. Now, I figured you'd have the inside story on this, Jeff. I have a few inside stories. Uh, this comes right after the same dean tried to stop Kenneth Roth, former head of Human Rights Watch, universally respected from being a fellow there. There was outcry. And Roth was then made a fellow. Uh, earlier, uh, there were earlier activities that were at the Kennedy Center, including uh, First Draft, which was major, major, important uh, entity in disinformation, was kind of forced out. Uh, Ida B. Wells, Nicole Hannah Jones's uh, center, was forced out. Uh, that was a whole story a while ago. Same dean, as far as I know. And then Joan forced out. And the argument they're making is that. Um, centers at Harvard are supposed to be run by faculty and she's not tenure track faculty. And so she really can't do this. Now they've known that she wasn't tenure track faculty for eight, for years. And she went there. She was never like tenure track. Years, four years right. ago. No, she was there as so a researcher, not a professor. Um, one view is uh, the, the semaphore did more reporting on it. Uh, the, one argument is that she got into a tiff with a former Facebook executive. Um, I doubt that that's it. Uh, we really just don't know. And uh, well, I've seen again and again and again, Harvard is just a not nice place. Tensions rose between the Dean and Donovan in fall of 2021, according to three. This is from the Crimson, Harvard's own student publication. Three HKS staff members around when Donovan started to work on the Kennedy School's Facebook archive project, fbarchive.org, well, because they wanted stuff. to... She wanted to put all of the whistleblowers' documents from Francis B. Hagen in. And 
was informed maybe you shouldn't. Now, at roughly the same time, Mark Zuckerberg committed half a billion dollars to Harvard's Neuroscience and AI Institute. So uh, maybe there's a connection, maybe not. But this is Harvard's, you know, favorite son, big donor. And he just happens to run Facebook. And here's somebody <laughs> uh, uh, who's in charge, who's a researcher on misinformation, wants to add in misinformation information from Facebook and this Facebook uh, archive.org uh, site. Joan herself has not made a comment. Uh, and has not said anything about this at all, as far as I know. No, I, I, I emailed her just to say thinking of you, and she said there were other people who could tell the story. Uh, there's, a, there's a larger story here that's interesting, gang, which is that, you know, and I, I got money, from, my school got money from Facebook to deal with disinformation stuff back in the day after 2016. And now disinformation ain't cool anymore as a field. I know one major think tank is moving away from it. First draft is no longer doing this. Uh, Joan is kicked out of, of, of here. There was a, there was a um, international communications association uh, conference in Paris uh, asking what comes after disinformation research. Uh, it's kind of had its big day. And so that's an interesting question of, was it, was it seen as a fad? Was it seen as, Cambridge Analytica wasn't that bad after all. Oh, it's over. We don't have to really worry about it. it. It's nothing. It's like COVID. It's like COVID. They're yeah. treated the same way. Joan did important work. I don't agree with everything she says. Joan's brilliant. She's brave. She's been, you know, she's she's uh, going after people who are not nice people. And we need someone like Joan to do this. And uh, it sucks majorly. Yeah. Um, I hope some other school uh, picks her up and says, yeah, you know what? This needs to be done. This is a great research. Something I'm we sure need to research. Happen. Super smart. She's been on the show many times. We always want her to have her on. I'll, uh, she may not want to be on right now, but I'll ask her. We'll ask her to get her on soon. But um, actually, you're not here next week, are you? I guess we got next Mike. Week, no. We got Mike Elgin already. You but, got Mike, yeah, next week. Yeah. Uh, Stacey's not here the week after. I'm not here in two okay. weeks. Hey, maybe Jason Howell, you could contact Joan and see if we get her on. It was and, already on the case. Oh, he says, I already have. Just waiting to hear back. And you can yeah. tell her if you don't want to talk about this, you don't have to. But we do want to talk about misinformation. Uh, and, you know, this is academia. You know, Jeff, you're you're mired in academia. Oh, tell me about it. It's it's yeah, very political. Uh, and, very. you know, it may not even be malicious. It's It's just, you know, it's just what happens. I grew up in academia. My dad's a professor. That's just what happens. But still, I think Joan should find a, a seat somewhere. She's, you know, she's give her a, a very professorship. Give her a, yeah. give her a professorship. She's, she's Put a her teacher. On the she's a writer. Track. She's a researcher. Yeah. yeah. She's great. And she's funny. She's smart. Yeah. More importantly to me, she's smart. I'll do the funny here. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's uh, get your pick of the week, Stacey Higginbotham. What do you like? What do you see? What do you know? All right. This is an app. This is a little late because I didn't do dry January because I was sick, but I am doing a dry February because. What does that entail? You can. What does that entail? Because you can. Because I can. Yeah. Cause it just is basically like not drinking all month. But just for a month. February. So. And, I sh- and yeah. by the way, I want to point out the shortest month of the year. Yes. <laughs> okay. yes. All of this is true. Um Although if we think about it, I haven't had a drink in like a week and a half at least. So, you know, I feel like I've already started. You can make your own month, Stacey. 
day to date, it's a month. You declare. Well, my, 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 so why just a month? Though? What I'm to, saying is, what's what do you get from just not drinking for a month? So actually, so far, my heart rate variability, that was one of my goals. Oh, has just to see what happens. Increased. Yeah. Yeah. And so, okay. and, you know, I also, I was like, you know, I drink a lot when I'm bored or just to mark like the end of the day. And I was like, that's not good. That's a bad thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I mean, like I was drinking maybe seven or eight drinks a week, but it still felt like. I did no Do nut I November and drinks? I haven't had a nut since it's it. Once you do it, it's easy. <laughs> it just, it gets you, it teaches you that you can, right? I've, anyway, I've had a so no Brussels sprouts here. <laughs> <laughs> I have Brussels no sprouts sprout. right now in my fridge. Yeah, no sprouts. No sprouts. 20s. Yeah. Um, so okay. to to do this and possibly to like help me just instead of like because eventually I would like to drink again, right? Like it's very easy to be like, well, would, I'm not going to drink for a month. I would but, like so someday. Oh. That's a good ambition. <laughs> someday I would like to drink again. The point is, I would like to drink mindfully, as as, yes. as the kids Very say. Very good. So Very good. I, I have I this, I, I tried this app. It's called Sunnyside Mindful Drinking. And it it's 15 days for free, but then you pay, I think it's like nine bucks a month or like 80 bucks a year. Um, but it's actually text. It can be all text-based. You don't actually have to use the app. And you just text it and you're like, hey, it it offers you like... You take a quiz and it'll be like, this is how much you should be drinking. But you can also just set your own parameters. So if you say like, hey, I want to have five dry days a week and drink only two drinks, what you do is you text your goals to the app and you're like, hey, I want to drink two drinks today because I'm going out for a party or whatever, but I only want to drink two. Then it basically sends you a text that's like, hey, did you only drink two drinks? And you're like, no, I drank three. And then it's like, oh, well, here, here's how to help you stick to your goals and all of this stuff. And it's kind of nice, like the same way writing down what you eat kind of helps you not eat stupid food. It helps me anyway. This is helping me. Well, it's not helping me at this moment, but I can see it helping me. Yeah, it's like Noom. Stick to my, it's like Noom for booze. I mean, that makes Noom sense. is evil. Well, Noom's Noom a sponsor, is a- so I'd like to argue with oh. you on that point. <laughs> Noom only tracks, Noom only puts you in like the least amount of calories you can eat. It's no, horribly no, 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 harmful. No, no, that's not true. You get to choose, uh, there's a little bunny and there's a there's a cheetah. I, I've seen it. I looked it. it. I looked at Noom. Yeah, Lisa and I both do Noom and we. I've known many people, including Brianna Wu, lost 100 pounds. Uh, one, of wow. our, uh, one of our regulars uh, in our uh, club twit lost 60 pounds. He was on our cruise. I, I saw him. And I said, I, I was looking for him. I said, where are you? You're not on the cruise. He says, I'm right next to you. I just, he's like, what the hell? It's not, half of you is gone. So you can, you don't have to like Noom, but I, we, we've used Noom it. reactivated an eating disorder. So I was not oh, pleased Oh, well, that's a Noom. different, you know what? You shouldn't do Noom if you have an eating disorder. I completely agree with I'm you. I'm like, you know what? I'm I like, Noom is not helpful. No. <laughs> Similarly, if you're an alcoholic, but, I wouldn't use Sunnyside. I mean, right. That is that is something to say. If you, yeah, if this is an issue for you, this is not the app. But if you're just like, hey, I noticed my drinking is getting out of hand and I'd like to like be a little bit more accountable about it without like, I don't know, telling my spouse or having someone like try to nag me about it. Yeah. This is just nagging Did via not text. warn you if you if you have an eating disorder. I'm pretty sure they do. They say no. Oh. 
Don't use Noom, this. When I took the quiz, it it, it was like, ask you, huh? here's how you will achieve your goals. And it was like, you will eat 1,200 calories a day. And oh, I was wow. like, <laughs> oh, well, that's <laughs> your goal. You I see. My goal is <laughs> I just don't want to be a fat, tubby guy. And so that was my it, goal was I just I a couple of pounds a year. That's fine. You can set during your goal. the quiz. It pushes you like uh, during the intro quiz. Okay. That's fair. It's like I'm like, I would like to lose half a pound a week. And it's like, oh, you know, and I would like to lose a total of 15 pounds. Yeah, and that's like, reasonable. We could do that. But it was also it was like, but you could be at this weight, not in June, right. which is one option. But right. April, if you right. do this. Right. Lisa, who's uh, on kind of maintenance, lost, I think, five or 10 pounds. She didn't need much to lose much and has kept it off. And I think she, of course, she's not. If if something says, "Oh, you should do this differently," she goes, "No, thank you. I'm going to do it my way." So she is not easily pushed into something. But God, yeah, if you had a if you've got an eating disorder, you should probably stay away from most diets, right? I mean, that seems like a bad idea. Yes, I'm yes. sorry to insult your sponsor. No, you can insult them. No, I think that's fair. It's I'm like, fair. it was not. It was not a good option for me. No, anyway, this is my app. Like that I'm playing with and I this really cool. like it. It is Sunny a lot side. of texting. Ah. So I will let you know that I like the texting because I hate apps <laughs> and you don't have to use the app. You can just do everything on the website or on an app. I mean, there is an app. So if so you hate a lot of text, interact this is with not you, you a lot uh, through the day. Um, it can, um, it basically you tell it in the morning, like, "Hey, this is my goal for the day," okay, and, and then it'll ask you, "Yeah, yeah, did you did you meet your goal?" And then you're like, "No" or "Yes," nice. um, and then it does it again the next day. Is it does it free? Is it charged? Charge anything? Um, Fifteen days free, and then there's a variety of plans that range from like nine to I think twelve dollars a month, nice. depending on how long you do it. So that's just, you know, I've been playing around with it. I thought it was good. For a dryish February, <laughs> sunny side. They call it they call it a, if you if you want to drink, it's a damp February a damp, or a damp, damp January. You know, I think uh mindful is always good whether whatever you're consuming. Mindful is a great idea. I agree 100%. Sunnyside.co, co. It's .co, sorry. Yes. Mr. Jeff Jarvis, you have a number of the week. Can we can we play the Google Super Bowl commercial? Oh, uh, sure. Line 58? Sure. Uh, we'll just um, edit it out of the YouTube. No, really? Yeah, no, we, then we won't do but, it. No, 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 no. I insist. No, I don't, no, 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 no. I don't no. like to have the, the chilling effect. Commercial uh, you got to take out? These companies are everything. Awful. And uh, if we put anything, yeah, almost certainly they'll do a takedown. So they've been taking down almost everything. Yeah, they'll take wow. anything down. It, it, this has wow. music in it; they'll take it down. So what we do, though, th I mean, obviously we don't get taken down from our podcast feed. So what we do with anything we put on YouTube, we just turn it into a slideshow without audio. So if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the podcast so you get the full thing. It's called Fixed on Pixel, right? So it's actually, there's an interesting piece here to it. Yeah. The joke is you can, you can erase things from images, right? Yep. So then um, uh, uh, Amy Schumer says, 
Oh, then I can erase all my boyfriends from the past. That's the joke. <laughs> so we gave the joke. But what's interesting to me in all this time of, you know, oh, deep fakes and fake news and, and, and how do you know what's real? I haven't really seen this. This really kind of brings it home that, wow, you know, I, this, this is nothing new in this, but the way it's advertised. Stalin did it. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> There's nothing new in this. <laughs> nope. Nope. But it kind of makes it say, oh, boy, this is going to be everywhere. So it was interesting that it was, it was advertised. So just so you know, uh, Super Bowl commercial this year is $7 million for 30 seconds. Uh, they will probably air this multiple times. The full commercial is a minute and a half, $21 million. But a lot of times they don't air the full commercial, right? They air snippets. We'll air the full commercial. And I will only charge Google half what they would pay. <sighs> For the Super Bowl. So how about that? But you don't need to air it now. I just described it. It's fine. For years, our phones have captured memories. Oh, there's a picture of a bride and her husband, a young mom on the ski slope with her son, a family on the beach, and a brother with his sister. But now <laughs> it's time to fix them. Missy Elliott taking the other kid out of the picture. Yeah, this is the taking the so dog pooping <laughs> out of the ski slope. <laughs> taking the fat guy with the frisbee out of the family picture on the beach. <laughs> and who needs the groom Wait, when you got the bride? I can erase my exes. All the exes. I don't even remember this guy. Giannis, <laughs> what about that dunk in the third quarter? What dunk? That's a famous sports athlete. <laughs> Not anymore. And uh, embarrassing t-shirts. And an old man in the pool. Yeah. And a person named Doja Cat. A sad off-key harmonica plays We Run This. Oh, now it's giving. Oh, that's cool. That is cool. It, fix, it animates, it fixes... Awesome. It's totally awesome. It's totally awesome. This is all the same stuff they said when the phones was launched last year on the 6th. It's a good point. It's a good point. It's a good point. All right. Commercial, it doesn't have to be new. For you, I found your new coffee machine, Ant, on Line 86. Oh, really, sir? There's more? (laughs) my coffee machine. Coffee for Ant. This is a TikTok, Ant. Beware. Be prepared. All right. Here we go. No music. No No music. music. No musical. Uh, uh, uh. Okay. Okay. She says, "Oh, I love this guy." I love this guy. He takes forty-five minutes to make a cup of coffee, and it's <laughs> worth it. That's a telescope. He's using a telescope. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, it's it's the scale. <laughs> it's the perfect. It's so high tech. Look at that. Everything's perfect. Every step has a purpose. What's a filter in their exactly. espresso we don't machine? Know the purpose. That's dope. But it has do one. That. I don't. that thing had a magnet. <laughs> so cool. I mean, for $10,000, it does. She's hysterical. I just made that up. Yeah. I have no idea. Oh, that's a fleer. It's a fleer? This is the best part. Yeah, that's the um, oh, look at that espresso machine. Wow. You use your own muscle. Oh, you do it by hand. I don't know what this is supposed to look like, but that uh-huh. looks good. It looks a little orange, to be honest. Yeah, you better decant that. I would Oh, I love this. That's hysterical. He takes forty-five minutes. <laughs> so you, you know all about you know all about that. No, I know I a little. I, I have no desire to get to get a flare. I'd rather have a machine like the one. You don't want to work Twitch your studios. biceps or triceps I, or whatever I, muscles. I, I, I get work. I get enough work on my biceps. Don't you worry. 
Look at him showing <laughs> off the guns. <laughs> if I had known there was going to be a gun show, I would have brought my uh, my weapons. No, nah, dude, these are cannons. No guns. Sorry. Here. Oh, Lord. Sorry. <laughs> so the Flare Espresso Maker requires you to, to, to pull your pull your espresso yourself. Look at that. Yep. It's like a pomegranate squeezer, only it's espresso. Let's is it better that way? I've never seen Isn't that a better that way? Closer. I mean, why don't I let the machine do it? I guess uh, sometimes the machine can be inconsistent. Yeah, but I mean, this has you a little... can be consistent with the flare. I'm inconsistent. I'm too weak to do it. If your grind <gasps> ain't right, you won't get the right pressure either. Uh, so. That's true. And then it shows you. Have I a didn't pressure. know there was a pomegranate juicer, y'all. Oh <laughs> yeah, we have one at home. They're amazing. Of course you do. We saw one in wow. Turkey. We were in Istanbul, by the way. Thoughts and prayers. Love oh, to everybody yes. in Turkey. Oh, what a yeah. terrible, God, terrible yes. thing. Right yeah, now. Indeed. But we were uh, How do you... in Istanbul, and all over Istanbul, there's guys with big carts of beautiful red pomegranates and those giant squeezers, and they cut it in half. And go, it's good. Oh, my. It's. It'll also juice. It'll also do. Uh, you know, juice uh, oranges. If you I need like. this. Oh my God! It's two hundred and fifty dollars. Well, so nope. You don't need it. Best <laughs> costs more. Buy some palm. Clearly, I can just buy the palm. Wonderful in the store. <laughs> oh, here's one for seventy. Yeah, I don't think we spent that much on ours. Ours is just some cast iron thing. I mean, it's not, but it's great. It's it's got. It needs a long enough. When was the last you time can, you used it? Leo? All the time. I use really? it every time I make piccata because I put a lemon in there. It's a great way to juice a lemon. Uh, and Lisa, okay, I have a citrus juicer. No, this is better. This is not one of those things you go. This is not that. This is like. No, I have a hand squeezer for my citrus. I use it for making cocktails. Where do you get this? You use your hands. Trust me. Where do you get this? It's a whole different ball game. Have it. Okay. All right. We have totally derailed the show. I'm surprised you don't have I don't even. I don't even know what's happening anymore. So, <laughs> about baseball, so Ann, if, you had a, if you had a choice between, oh, it's $575 and you, you know, it's not even electric. And you, right. And you use your own muscle. Damn that. Nope. But with it's that, pretty. Give me a double boiler. Give me the one that's there at um, 1351 Sweet B. Yeah. Redwood way. You like that one? Yeah. That works. <laughs> well, if I ever get a flare, I'll give you the, uh, the breville. <laughs> Well, that doesn't even have all the stuff we saw in the video. It does require it need all that. a high-quality espresso-capable burr grinder like the Flare. I have, a, I have a decent grinder. I have a decent conical burr grinder. Yeah, as long as you get the go. conical burr, baby. Oh, look, you can get the Flare 58 valve plunger upgrade kit for a mere $40. Uh, There's a deal. Pass, sir. Look, at they have a hand grinder, too. Maybe there's just I have a hand grinder for emergency. Yeah, they just don't. But not for seven hundred dollars. They just don't want to. I don't. I'm not. Yeah. What if there's no power? How are you going to get? Yeah. Right. No power. This is what you need. No. With the with my hand grinder, I take my um my little drill, power drill, and just put it on. Oh, that's smart. That's smart. Fixes it up. Let the drill do it. Just in case my grinder. Breaks. I have a hand grinder. I'm giving up coffee. Job. You know what I'm going to start drinking? And Bless you're going to see heart. me doing this. 
I'm going to drink pomegranate juice. Herba mate. I'm going to start drinking. Oh, mate? Yeah, mate. I'm going to start drinking. I got the little cup, the little silver bombilla straw. You what was the movie where the where the the bad guy drank that all the time? Yeah, it's really creepy because, and I saw this when I was in Uruguay. <laughs> you, these guys walk around the whole time holding this cup, and every once in a while they go, and some of them have straps around the necks to hold the cup. Some of them have straps around the necks to hold the cup, and another strap around the shoulder to hold a thermos of hot water so they can pour more water into the gourd. Wow. And it's a whole thing. And boy, don't ever stir your mate. Apparently, that's considered a no no. So I am going to huh. be that effete kind of Dr. Evil guy with my little Today cup I learn. of mate. Is it caffeine? High caffeine. It does have caffeine. Yeah. High caffeine. Not of that. Or you could just do Coke. <laughs> Options. Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola? Where do I get no, that no. Coca-Cola? No, she no, she said you could just do she Coke. Coke. <laughs> I mean Coke. It's cocaine. Lowercase. Let's clarify. I'm, 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 I mean, if you're going to get that kind of caffeine and you're just going to sip on it all day, I mean, why Did not Did you just see do Tom Hanks' months? invention of cocaine? <laughs> you see this? It? He was on, I think, uh, one of the late night shows. And accidentally, he had a Coke and somebody poured champagne into it. A Diet Coke and champagne. And it's a whole shtick now how... It's really good. And people are making videos telling Tom Hanks, oh, Tom, this is great. He calls it cocaine with an (laughs) A-G-N-E. And yes, here's from tasteofhome.com. We We tried tried. Tom Hanks champagne diet Coke cocktail. And it's the real thing. This is called That is not the real thing. That is Prosecco. Yeah, that's not even (laughs) champagne. But what you do, and my wife does it, is you get a little cassis. And you put mm-hmm. a little dab of cassis in the bottom and you pour the champagne on top. That's a Kiel Royale. And a Kiel Royale has, is the best drink ever. You know what? If you take it, take your Kiel Royale and add just a dollop of pomegranate juice. Ooh, it is but only if you have also a giant ooh. squeezer. I'm just letting you know that that, I shall that tell is what Lisa I use that. my Palm Wonderful for. I shall tell Lisa that. That does sound like Because it's a little tart, a little sweet. Yeah. A little bubbly. Yeah. Forget dry February. Thank you, Jeff. Oh, now- it's a Royale. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> now, it's champagne. That's it's a Royale drinking. with squeeze. It's not drinking. It's not. It's not. And your pick of the week, sir. Uh, my pick of the week is uh, some pretty outstanding images that have been uploaded to a photo contest hosted by ViewBugs. Viewbugs is a service that I mentioned on my show not too long ago because they had something that I thought was controversial, but they reached out and said, Hey, you want to judge our next contest? I oh, said, sure. You're going to be a judge. I, would, I oh. will judge the contest and the winner would get some things, including one of my presets <gasps> and the images in there. Oh, if you scroll up him. to the top. I know that guy. Yeah, that looks like me. Oh, nice. <laughs> if you scroll to the top and click on photos, the photos are Beautiful, not there, oh, not submit. Not, these are ones that have already been submitted. These are the yeah, ones you have to choose. Roughly <gasps> 10,000, so far about 10,000 entries have been in there. Oh, and they're going to call through a lot of them. Gee, then these are, to me. how do you pick? The, obviously, they're a lot really, of real really, pros are on this site. Holy camoly. Really, really nice stuff. Oh, these well, there's a theme. The, the contest is um, the morning mist. Yeah, and, and just you know, how can you capture that? And so, look at they had to go all the way to the New theme. Guinea to get that picture. <laughs> it's 
This is amazing. Oh, look at these. Yeah. Very there's nice. There's so many good ones in there. Yeah. But I'm glad they're going to do, do get a lion? some heavy lifting. You got to get up early in the morning to get a lion snorting in the cold. <laughs> you just can't be lying around. No, you can't. Viewbug. It's just going to get worse from here. Dot com. <laughs> Viewbug.com. And uh, some Viewbug. nice prizes. And this, you can influence the judge because he's Ant. No comment. <laughs> oh, Ant. No comment. Nice. But yeah, we go check that out. I will. Um, That's cool. Good for you. That's great. And I want to give a shout out to a loyal Twig listener, Mr. Terrell Woods, Terrell C. Woods. Uh, just he has been in my brain. And I said, you know what? I'm going to mention him because I know he listens to the show and he actually reaches out over social Ooh, media he's and good, has some he's funny a good stuff. Sport photographer. And he's a damn good photographer. Yeah. Damn good photographer. So shout out to These you, action shots. Mr. Terrell. Nice job. He's down there in Southern California at USC, shooting a lot of sports. With, with those folks there at the university. Good dude. Nice. And a great photographer. All right. I'll follow him right now. Click and uh, lastly, of course, I have to mention my family because some people just love me talking about my family. I <laughs> do. I love it. Even those that don't, I'm still going to talk about them. Um, if you check out the thread there, uh, Rancho Cotadia High School Athletics features said hardhead because this past weekend he was uh, competing in the spoken word and poetry out loud competition and won the County. So he will be going to the state. This is like, is this like, is this like, uh, what do they call that? Uh, beat poetry when you spoken word and he had to act out some stuff and, uh, he did pretty good. I told oh, him his mother's a better actor, but he still did pretty good. Oh, that's really neat. What was his, uh, is, was it? Is, do you call it a poem? What, do you, what was his? I cannot about? remember. It, it was a poem, but I do, but I do not remember. Well, it wasn't about you, obviously. So no, it yeah. wasn't. No. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Because if it was about me, he definitely would have lost. My dad aunt is so cool and he gets makes on me my nerves. Coffee before I go to school. <laughs> and that's all. That's all I got. And I still wish we could sing our Google theme, our Google song. Still Wait, wasn't there um, an AI music generator? There was. Yeah, yeah, we we talked about you it couldn't last use week. it. Yeah. Last week we did it. She couldn't use it. It was only a demo. Well, get on it. And it, it was terrible. It wasn't good. <laughs> it wasn't, our it Discord wasn't good. is much better. All right. Let me go to, this is sounddraw.io, royalty-free music, AI generated for you. Create music. Select the theme. Are we angry? Are we dark? Are we dreamy? Are we elegant? Are we glamorous? We're funny and weird. Are we hungry? There we're we are. definitely weird. Funny and weird. It's now creating some funny and weird music, and then we could just use this as our theme. Are you ready? You get to choose. We got a variety of choices here. Funny and weird. Which one do you want? Oh, you could choose the energy level as well. I oh. feel like we're high energy. Yeah, it needs to be about a not very know, high. Just high. 90, meters, just high. 90 beats per minute. 90? Okay, we can turn that down. Or just go to a 90. Let's go to a 90 and choose high. Uh, well, oh, no, it's all mixed up. That's not an option here. How do I play it? <laughs> yeah, this is there, the, the play well. button. There you go. Nope. 
Nope. It's a very slow start. <laughs> Look at Stacy. <laughs> oh, God, the audience is leaving. <laughs> Stacy's headache must be over. Hey, welcome to another episode of This Week Sounds Good. good. This is terrible, but it's better than... I'm it's not good, but it ain't, it ain't us. <laughs> it ain't us, though. No, you're right. Hello, here. everybody, and welcome to This Week in Google. <laughs> Next on This Week in Google, the TikTok video of the week. You know what we need? We need lyrics about Google. That's what we need. Well, we got the music. Oh we God. got the lyrics. Let's just meld them together. Yeah. All right. That's not so good. How about oh, Funk Pop? Chain funk Pop. Hey, baby. Are you hip? Are you with it? Are you cool? Are you ready for this week? It's time for Twig. <laughs> Sit down, grab your flash drives, your pixels, and let's talk about <laughs> dev life, baby. And all things as tech. DJ. <laughs> all right, next one's DJ a little country. Ant. I think our uh, our Austin, Texas contributor ought to do this one. Sing a song to this no. song. <laughs> Everybody. This is like children's music. Down in Google Land. That's, that was straight from Nickelodeon. To sing like the band. Here we go. Take a coconut <laughs> and join in. It's time for this week in Google. <laughs> were you a music DJ? Uh, a oh, music yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I How were you at talking up the record? I was good at that. We got... We got four minutes left before we hit our three-hour mark. Oh, crap. Well, that means we got to keep going to make sure we hit it. (laughs) Thanks for joining us, everybody. We do this week at Google every Wednesday. Right, It's supposed to be 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, 2200 UTC. You tune in live. You're going to see what you see. Sometimes it's scary. Don't tell the kids. It is this week in Google. Uh, If you want to watch live, Live.twit.tv, chat at irc.twit.tv, Club Twit members chat in the Club Twit Discord. By the way, I didn't mention Club Twit, but we got some events coming up tomorrow. Wintwadow is going to join us for a fireside chat. She's the host of All About Android. Daniel Suarez on Friday talking about his new book, um, Critical Mass, really good. Daniel is a big space advocate. We'll talk to him about how he's going to save the world through space. Sam Abul Samet, our car guy, March 2nd. Stacy's Book Club, Sea of Tranquility, is the novel of the month next April. Victor Bognat, one of our editors in April. That's just some of the many events that go on in, in, in our club. Uh, you can always chat, too, about the show uh, in our Discord. You can get ad-free versions of everything we do. Everything we do, all you have to do is, uh, you know, Join the club, and we'll give you a, a URL that's just for you with all the uh, ads taken out. There's also shows we don't put out anywhere else, like Hands on Macintosh, Hands on Windows, Untitled Linux Show. I think it's just great. I, it To me, is the best place to hang ever. It helps us continue to do what we do. I hope you enjoy it. And if you do, join the club. Twit.tv slash club twit. Uh, no, and there's Snoop singing our new song. I'm excited. I'm very excited. <laughs> it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Thank you, Stacy Higginbotham. You'll find her at stacyoniot.com. Sign up for a newsletter. It's free, and of course, listen to the great podcast with Kevin Tofel. Thank you, uh, Jeff Jarvis. He is the director of the Town Night Center. 
for entrepreneurial journalism at the Craig Newmark. <laughs> Graduate School of Journalism. No Craig's Pigeons at the City University of New York. By the way, no pigeons were harmed in the making of this show, Craig. Uh, we also thank Aunt Pruitt. Hands on oh, photography, twit.tv slash hop. He's also our community manager in Club Twit. That's why it's so much fun. Thank Google you. Craig Newmark Pigeons. Just one second. Yeah, just there's one a reason. farewell. There's show. a reason. Uh, does he have a website that's dedicated to Well, just, just Google Craig Newmark Pigeons and the images are right there. They're very sweet. Oh, you can't Google it because you don't have. <laughs> I don't Google it, but I do have pigeons. Oh. Just me, oh, The pictures it, aren't as good. Well, there's Craig and Pigeons. Yes. Outstanding. That's not Craig and the Pigeon. That Does he invite them in from like? There's the a, there's a pigeon rescue place, and they they come and they bring him in. No, no, he doesn't do this. He has bird feeders and bird stuff, and he loves birds of all kinds. Mm. But the is pigeon he doing rescue. pigeon entrapment? No, <laughs> he's pigeon pigeonrescue.org. He doesn't entrap them; he rescues them. Jammer <laughs> <laughs> B, you are so awesome. You got it. Too crazy. So awesome. Too crazy. All right, now you can say goodbye. Thank you, everybody. Have a great night. We'll see you next time on Twig. Bye bye. If you love all things Android, well, I've got a show for you to check out. It's called All About Android, and I'll give you three guesses what we talk about. We talk about Android, the latest news, hardware, apps. We answer feedback. It's me, Jason Howell, Ron Richards, Wintwit Dow, and a whole cast of awesome characters talking about the operating system that we love. You can find All About Android at twit.tv slash AAA.